the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, May 9th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips. You know, on Wednesdays now, we've started this since the beginning of the year for the first 30 minutes of the program on Wednesdays. And we devote that time to uh, looking at the heroin and opioid crisis here in Central Florida. Today marks interview number, I believe it's number 10. As the Phillips file takes the first 30 minutes, as I said, every Wednesday to focus on the opioid and heroin crisis in Central Florida. Our guest today, two guests today, uh, Denise Holden, who is the CEO of an organization called Raise, and Joe, you know, correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, I'm going to have a hard time with this, Joe. So after I pronounce your uh, your last name, we're just going to call you Joe. That's Joe Dimitrovic. Very good. Look at you. Is that close enough, Joe? That's excellent. Joe D is good. Okay. Joe D is good. good. Now, this is, uh, we're going to talk about the Rays Project, which uh, serves, uh, I believe, four counties in the central Florida area. But first of all, well, tell us about Rays first. What What is Rays? Give the audience an idea what this is all about. I understand it's a, uh, it's a recovery peer-run organization. When you say peer-run, what does that mean? So everybody who works at the RAISE project is from the recovery community, meaning they're either in recovery themselves or their family members or loved ones of people who are in recovery. So somewhere along the line, they were they 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 were addicted, or they were members of a family who's a family member who was addicted. Exactly. Why is that? Uh, Because we can relate better to people who are seeking recovery. They can relate better to us, and we can help them find their own pathway to recovery. Tell us about your backgrounds, uh, Denise and Joe, because it's my understanding in the couple of minutes I had before I came into the studio that you are recovering addicts. Is that right? Yes, that's Tell us your stories, if you don't mind. So uh, I'm a woman in long-term recovery. I started using drugs when I was in college. Okay. Um, Just started smoking marijuana. Uh, thought that was great, and then ended up going down the rabbit hole and ended up as an opiate addict. Uh, got clean uh, many years ago and started working in the field of recovery mm-hmm. uh, as a clinician in drug and alcohol treatment. And then about 17 years ago, I started the RAISE project. So when you say you went down the rabbit hole, you started recre- it was recreational drug use. And it was you just went, fun at you first. Went- yep. Been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, so, how long were you down in that rabbit hole, so to speak? About nine years with okay. the hard stuff. Yeah. And can I ask you what 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 happened? Where you said I got to do something about this, or does somebody come along and say, Denise, we got to do something about this? What happened? My mother came along. Um, I had tried to stay away from my family because I didn't want them to see how I was living, 
And my mother came to my home and she said, honey, why don't you come home for a while and go back to school? And Mm -hmm. so while I was there, she she knew something was going on. Mm -hmm. So she had me go see my family doctor, but she had already talked to him about there's something wrong with my daughter. Please help her. So when I walked in, he said he could tell that there was something going on with me. And I thought he could just tell by looking at me. And I started crying. It was an old time intervention before they were called interventions. And he got me into treatment the very next day. And what kind of treatment was that? I went to detox first for seven days Mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania. And then I went from there to what was called a therapeutic community, which is a long-term treatment program. I stayed there for six months. It doesn't sound like wow. that was a lot of fun. It when was you not say fun therapeutic community, I, I, no. that doesn't sound like something I would, I, I would look forward to. No, it was not fun at well, all. Because of, because of the time, because the t- uh, those many years back, it was a different way of, of treating it was very, drug addiction. It was very confrontational. It's behavior it? modification. So they break you down and then they build you back up. But I'll tell you what, had I not had that opportunity to spend six months in a stable, controlled environment, I may not have been able to ever get clean because I was there probably two months before my head cleared enough that I realized no kidding. what was going on and that I could do this, that I could stay clean, that I liked the recovery process, that I liked who I was and that other people liked me without me having to do anything. I didn't have to give them drugs, get them high, give them money, anything like that. So once you came out of the rabbit hole, you didn't go back in the rabbit hole. We've heard from so many people, or or did you? I did one time. One I was time. clean for nine and a half years, and I relapsed on did heroin. Did you relapse because you want? You were looking for uh, just to get high and have a good time, or was it just no. one of the? Was it a, a, a pain, and you wanted to, to 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 alleviate pain? What happened? No, I, well, kind of. I I was involved with a man that was using. Yeah. I thought I could handle that, right. and every time he used, I got a little sicker along with him, and then one time I just ended up using with him. But it scared me so much. It was so awful because I loved being clean. I loved being in recovery. It was the first thing I had ever done right that I jumped right back in. I used maybe eight times and came right back into recovery. All right, Joe D is the community relations uh, manager for race. Is that mm-hmm. correct? With that, that's the proper title, right, Joe yeah, D? Community outreach. That's good. All enough. right, tell me about your involvement. You're a recovering addict as well. Yes, I'm. I mean, is it is recovery. it is it once an addict, always an addict? You're always a recovering addict. Is that yes. true? Alcoholic, always an alcoholic or recovering alcoholic. Joe, my, is that right? My mother would term my my father was an alcoholic. My mother always said, my, "Your father has a drinking problem." She <laughs> would never refer to him as an alcoholic until finally, after he passed away, and I finally just said, "Guess what, Ma? He's an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic." So tell me your story, Joe D. Well, I uh, come from a little small steel town in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. a very ethnic community, and uh, I was I was raised church every Sunday. I was shown a pathway to a successful life, but by the time I turned 15 and started to experiment with alcohol and other gateway drugs, I, I, I put all that behind me and went, went down the path, similar to Denise, and I, uh, I used IV heroin in 1975, and I went nonstop. Till 1985. Wow, wow. 10 years so, on shooting up heroin? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Aye, aye, aye. And, uh, there was a few intervals there where I uh, I was arrested for interstate drug trafficking, yeah. possession, and all that, and that that still did not catch my attention. And it was finally till I, I had a child, 
And uh, my wife at the time was confronted by uh, her mother. We, we call it a 12-step call. So two, two other recovering addicts with lived experience came and told her the message of, you know, how to get clean. During that 10-year period when you were addicted to heroin, did you try to stop? Did you tell me the, because we've talked to recovering addicts and addicts, and they, they tell us their experiences of trying to stop. Uh, what, what about your experience? You knew, you, you yes. get, nobody wakes up, nobody wakes up and says, guess what, today I want to become a drug addict. Right. It's so much fun. I mean, I knew that sticking a needle in my arm was not a normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. So there were several times that either friends or loved ones would confront me, and then I would try the, uh, I would come to Florida for two weeks and take some pills and yeah. marijuana and drink. And I thought, you know, I'm doing well. And I would go back home and immediately go back to the same situation I was in before. So I've done that probably a dozen times right. on my own. And my recovery story is a little different than Denise. I did not go to inpatient treatment. I went to outpatient treatment. Actually, she did my very first intake when I went into mm-hmm. the outpatient treatment center. So I, I came through outpatient and went to mutual aid, 12-step meetings, and have been clean ever since. I mean, so I, you know, I want to take a look. I need to take a break in a minute, so then I want to get into the race program and what that's, that's all about. First of all, do we refer to people who are going, connecting with the race program as clients? Would that be, uh, how would you refer to them? We call them participants. Okay. And, and, and what reason is that? Well, clients is a term that they use in treatment programs. It's a more clinical term, and patient is the term that doctors use. So we consider the people that participate in our program participants. From both of your experiences and through the RACE program, what's the the level of the problem slash crisis that we have in Central Florida when it comes to heroin and opioid addiction? Is it static? Is it getting worse? Is it getting better? Tell us what you think. At this point, I don't think it's getting any better yet. I think that they're trying really hard to do as much uh, prevention and intervention as they can, which is why they contracted with uh, programs like ours yeah. to, to try to intervene and, and get some help for the people that are, are stuck out there. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jody? I think that she's right on the head. I, I don't think it's getting better. I think we just put a Band-Aid on it, and you know we need to, uh, for lack of better words, throw more money into the prevention and uh, recovery aspect. Mm-hmm. What's your reaction? And we hear it, we'll get texts today. And we, every time we've had one of these interviews, we'll get people who text us and say, these are, these, you know, these are people who are just weak. Uh, they don't have a good moral foundation. Uh, they ought to just be able to stop on their own, just say no. And it goes on and on and on. I don't have a lot of use for people like that, but that's the reaction we get. So we want you to be able to counter to people who don't, understand this addiction is a brain disease um, and a lifestyle disease much like uh, diabetes or even heart disease so you wouldn't tell someone who's a diabetic you wouldn't say because they ate a piece of cake today that they're weak or that they we should just throw them away or Mm -hmm. we shouldn't give them any kind of treatment because they did the wrong thing it's the same concept it's the same kind of disease If you live correctly, your disease goes into arrest. If you continue to eat cake, not exercise properly, 
not live properly, not eat the right foods, then your heart disease or your diabetes will continue to forget, progress and eventually kill you. It's right. the same with drugs. Joe, what do you think? I, I would I would piggyback on that and also that uh, uh, some some people you can't convince, and but it's scientifically proven that it is a brain disease. So I I, uh, I don't usually waste a whole lot of effort in convincing somebody. They either right. get it or they don't. Right, exactly. And you either support or you don't. Do you ever have any desires, I mean, to use? I mean, people, you know, it, it differs from an individual craving. That's a good... Not anymore. I mean, I no. stopped drinking 10, 11 years ago. I, I, every once, same thing with cigarettes, just every once in a while, but it usually just goes away. Yeah, the, a fleeting thought may pass by, Yeah, but that's it. Was I, the getting off, uh, was the withdrawal process so horrific that you don't want to go back there because you know you're going to have to relive that withdrawal? We've heard that from a lot we of people. hear that over and I over and over. They're just, that again. they're just maintaining... Uh, the you know the sobriety so they don't have so to do don't that have to, so they don't withdraw i mean they're just it's not so much alleviating pain or getting high for pleasure or anything like that they're so terrified of what they have to go through when it comes to withdrawal i mean i i certainly did not have a, a treatment experience or a medical detox with comfort meds so i was at, at home by myself with some benzos and alcohol and i like drank for three or four days and then i just just cold turkey. So I, I was very. What uh, was that like? We're not recommending that as a no. treatment, no. by the way. No, no. no. Right, that's not a good. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, a good yeah, we, I just want to make that very clear it's, that Joe is not recommending that as a way to deal with with the person who has a particular addiction with heroin or opioids or opioids or anything else. It's not. It's not the way to go. Let me take a little break. When we come back, I want to start talking about the race program, what that's all about, and your involvement here in Central Florida. Joyce, uh, Denise Holden is our guest. Joe D is our guest as well there with the race program, dealing with the heroin and opioid addiction crisis here in Central Florida, serving a four-county area. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. The Phillips File for our Wednesday. You know, every Wednesday we take the first 30 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes, sometimes longer to concentrate on the heroin and opioid crisis here in Central Florida. Today marks interview number 10, Denise Holden and Joe D with the race program that covers uh, four counties in Central Florida. Denise is the CEO. Joe D is the community outreach director. And uh, let's talk about the race program. There's some other things I want to talk to you about but first of all let's explain to the audience what the race program is about all about that's r-a-s-e and it stands for recovery advocacy service and empowerment okay tell me more what do you all do so we started out doing advocacy work because there was a, a lot of stigma attached to the disease of addiction and insurance companies were denying people coverage yeah so we would go up on capitol hill and advocate on their behalves because they were in anonymous recovery programs and no one knew mm -hmm, that people actually mm -hmm. got clean and stayed clean. And over the years, we uh, uh, evolved into doing direct recovery support services. And those services consist of matching a person in long-term recovery with someone who's new to recovery. And that person in long-term recovery is considered a recovery specialist or a recovery coach. And they work with the people that are new to recovery to help them build recovery capital, and, and learn about the recovery process and develop the resources that they need 
to become successful and productive human beings. So they're in a recovery program. Yes. Somewhere along the line, okay, someone has said, here's what you need to do, and then they, and then they go to, to your organization, and you say, we can help your recovery further by connecting you to somebody who's, who's been what you're going yes. through, been through what you're going through yes. right now. And our services can happen before, during, or after treatment. So if someone's in a residential treatment program, we right. can meet with them before they leave there so that they have the support as they're coming out of residential treatment. If they're in outpatient treatment, we can work with them while they're in outpatient treatment to make sure they stay in treatment and that they go to their appointments and that they do the things that their counselors are recommending they do on their treatment plans. Now, these are peer counselors. Do yes. they have to be qualified at any particular, or they just say, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a recovering addict, I've been clean and sober, and I think I can be a counselor? Or do they have to go through some kind of process yes. where you say, wait, hold on a minute, you know, we're not just going to team you up with someone who's having an addiction problem? So we have a minimum requirement that people who apply have to have at least mm -hmm. two years clean. It, that means no drugs, no alcohol use. Um, and then once they come to work for us, we pay to have them certified. Uh, in Florida, I think it's called Certified Peer Specialist. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, 60 hours. 74. Uh, 74 hours yeah, okay. of training right. that they get, and then they become certified, and they have to recert every so many years to keep that certification active. How many of these counselors do you have? Uh, right now we have two here in, in the Kissimmee office. Okay, in the Kissimmee yeah. office. But you're also serving Orange, Volusia, and... Seminole, Seminole and sorry. Brevard. Okay. So we're going to expand into Brevard County. We just looked at property in Rockledge. Um, and so we're hoping to expand services there, and we'll probably have one or two recovery specialists there also. So just for uh, kicks and giggles, let's say I'm, uh, I've, um, I'm addicted to opioids. I'm addicted to heroin. Can I just call you? Yes. Or do I need to call somebody else and they'll refer me no, to you? you? I can, can just call you and say, I got a problem. Yes, you can call our office directly and we'll bring you in as, how about within a, a day or two. How about a telephone number just in case? Because we'll write that down. 407 518 1094. Okay. That's our office number in Kissimmee. How do, how, do, how do we get to where we are right now with this crisis in Central Florida? It's not just Central Florida, it's nationwide, but let's just talk about what you know about Central Florida. I mean, what happened here? I always thought the the use of heroin increased when law enforcement cracked down on the pill mills. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been differing opinions about that. What's your take? What, what do you think? Well, I, I think across the United States, the whole country was affected by big pharma pushing uh, pain medication. Um, yeah. And there being really no oversight to the amount or the, the, the dosages of it. And so a lot of people uh, became addicted that way. And then there are people who, you know, just started experimenting, taking pills out of other people's medicine cabinets or had an injury and, and were on pain medication mm -hmm. and then uh, developed a tolerance for it and started taking more and more. Um, and then there's people who, you know, just... Did the regular way, started with marijuana or alcohol, and then graduated to heavier drugs. So essentially, you know, whether it's for recreational use or whether they were trying to alleviate pain, I mean, these are essentially people who, you know, maybe wired a little bit differently where these substances hit a pleasure center and they, they, they're just quicker to become addicted or their addiction would be a lot harder than, than other individuals. 
I mean, they, they've always said that about alcoholics, that there's some kind of connection in their brain where it just they, you know, once they become an alcoholic, it's just hard. The pleasure center is so connected that it's very, very, very hard to just, you know, stop. Was it a pleasurable thing for you? I, I think the, you were doing it. Yeah, the uh, OUD opioid use disorder uh, was was prevalent in the seventies. I mean, I lived through it. But the uh, introduction to the uh, pharmacy medication, OxyContin, Percocet, allowed folks to experiment, sure. and it yeah. does not take long once you've tried the the opioid, you become addicted very very quickly. So I, I think that's a starting point for that and also you mentioned that once the 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 pill mills are closed then the heroin is cheaper so people go turn to street drugs versus uh prescription medication that's what we heard from one of the recovering addicts you know he was you know he had to engage in certain practices to get the money to buy the pills and then someone who was also addicted said what are you doing that for because heroin is a lot cheaper than a pill or the pills that you're buying, and he, he, he went he went that route. Or that what you're that's what you we're seeing as well. We have heard that from very many people. Yes, we're talking with Denise Holden and Joe D with the Race Project. That's R A S E. Give me that telephone number again, Joe D. In case you know we we hear from people all the time. They'll say, "What's that number?" Four zero seven. Yeah. Five one eight. 1094. Or people, of course, they can call 211. We hear that as well. Correct. Call 211, and uh, they will they will direct you as, as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think the 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 future of this particular problem is? Is this is this is long term, or hey, we're we're going to get a handle on this right around the corner? Whether it comes to the That's addiction crisis, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, just, no, I'm just asking. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I well, mean, I have no idea. Well, as, as a person in recovery. I think that there's uh, always light at the end of the tunnel. I see hope where other people might not see it. So I, I think that maybe this is an opportunity to collectively get together and form a, a strong collaboration within our society to, first of all, accept what's going on, destigmatize addiction, and become involved in the recovery process because it's a process versus there- just a quick, okay, 30 days, Treatment, you uh, outpatient, you're better now. That's not true. And on all the interviews we've done so far, the ten interviews we've done so far, and the information that we, it seems to me that there's a plethora of organizations or uh, or, or institutions, uh, you know, involved in trying to help people in who who are battling their addiction. Do you see? Without naming any names, are there people out there who are trying or taking trying to take advantage of this? What I mean is, they're setting up shops somewhere where they say, "Hey, we can help with your addiction problem. Call us at blah 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 blah." And essentially, they have no qualifications whatsoever, other than it's just a marketing skill that they have. Is this becoming a problem? Do you see that? No names. I don't need that because I don't need the deposition. But. <laughs> There are always opportunists who take advantage of desperate situations. And we do see people like that in the field. Hopefully, um, they will be called out and and found out. Um, But I believe for the most part, people that work in this field are genuinely trying to help other people. And I think that given the right education and, like Joe said, forming coalitions and pulling communities together so that they have a greater understanding of what's going on 
and that the a disease becomes destigmatized so people feel comfortable coming forward and asking for help. I think that will help a lot. He had uh, Joe had mentioned earlier that they need to throw more money at this. Mm-hmm. I, I believe wholeheartedly that the, the state of Florida is trying really hard at this point to, to start helping people. I don't know that, 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 that that's always been the focus, but I think it is now. And, and I think that we're on the right path. Professional soccer coaches will tell you you can't be a great soccer coach unless you played soccer, unless you, I mean, played professional soccer. Mm-hmm. Is it your observation that the only, that the best people who can deal with drug addiction are people who were who had this problem before? Both of you were had had this addiction problem before. Is that or? Well, I can talk from personal experience. When I was in treatment, every all the counselors except one were people in long term recovery, and the woman that was not in recovery, she could have told me the sky was blue, and I would not have believed her. But if the other counselors, the ones that were in the recovery process themselves, mm-hmm. whatever they told mm-hmm. me, I took to be God's truth. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling, uh, at least from my experience over the years, that people that are seeking recovery, they relate better to people who have been there, who have walked that walk, right. who know the know this, the, the story and what it's like. They're going to relate better to them. You have children? Yes. Uh, man, how old? I have a 30-year-old son and a 29-year-old son. Um, I don't want to go there, but how, how, do you, how, how did you talk to them about this particular problem? Because we hear that as well from parents that I don't know what to say to my kids. I don't know. I, I don't want my kids going down a particular road. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I have the capacity to, you know, you can't just say no, no, no. You know how children are. As soon as you say no, 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 they say, well, I'm going to try, try, try. So how do you communicate with children to avoid this particular problem, or try to at least? Well, I believe uh, from personal experience, I have a son, he's 34, and, you know, I, we certainly shared our story, uh, not in specific terms, but in general, how our lives unfolded. And uh, so he was quite aware because we always were involved with uh, a large number of people that also attended mutual aid groups. So there was a constant community of people that were coming in and out that uh, were seeking recovery. But, however, he experimented uh, when he when he you know got a little older. He had a, you know trouble with marijuana and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if he didn't have the gene or not. But he's not. It, he never went and pursued it. Although he knew the information, did that stop him? I doubt it. I think it's just you're born with it or you're not. Very good. All right. Once again, race program, race project, excuse me, R-A-S-E. R-A-S-E stands for? Recovery, Advocacy, Service, and Empowerment. Give me a couple of minutes just to tell the audience once again what you do. And if people are looking for services or if they're looking for help, they can contact you, of course. Just just explain them once again what you're all up to. So currently um, in our Osceola County program, we operate what's called the MARS program, and that stands for Medication Assisted Recovery Services. So uh, for people who are being prescribed the medication Suboxone, which is a medication prescribed for people who are uh, addicted to opioids, we um, will work with them to help them learn that there's more to recovery than just using a medication, mm-hmm. but we can also uh, help them purchase their medication. We work with people who don't have insurance and who are indigent, um, the working poor, anyone like that. Um, and we 
uh, do recovery planning with them. We interface with their outpatient provider, with their doctors. We do urinalysis testing. We count their medication to make sure they're not diverting it uh, and that they're taking it as prescribed. And we help them develop the resources and the coping skills and the techniques so that they can become successful and productive people. Can I ask a, a question? What, you know, because some states have moved forward on, I don't want to say move forward, have passed legal, you know, they've legalized marijuana, possession of marijuana. Some come closer to decriminalizing marijuana. Do you have any thoughts about this one way or the other? I don't. I, I don't either. It's, no. Yeah, it's just. I believe it's already out there. It's already in the process of being used. It's only a matter of time before state and federal government legalize right. it so they okay. can, you know, profit from it. We wish you all the best of luck and uh, thank you for thanks the work for, you're thanks doing. for help. You know, yeah, once again, certainly thank you for all the great work you're doing in Central Florida and thanks for helping us. That we're just trying to get some kind of a handle on on this on this crisis in Central Florida and let the people and the let the audience know that it's it exists out there and let's just try to get a handle on this and you know turn it around somehow. Thank you very much for stopping by. Thank you for having us. You got it. That's uh, Denise Holden and Joe D with the Race Project. That's R A S E. Joe D, one more time, a telephone number. Come on. 407-518-1094-201 Hilda Street, across from the Florida Hospital. There you go. Thanks very much. Have a wonderful afternoon. We may have you back in the future as well. Thanks a lot. It's the Phillips File, a Wednesday edition on Real Radio 104.1. All right. Thanks to uh, Denise and Joe D for uh, stopping by as we continue our series. Every Wednesday for the uh, first 30 or 40 minutes to try to concentrate somewhat, best we can, on the heroin and opioid crisis here in Central Florida. Time for a little bit of news. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get down with it and get the food, get the birthdays. <laughs> get Here's the jiggy Mo. with it. Yeah, today's May 9th, yes. 2018, Jim. And it's today, a little dated, doesn't I'm it? I'm just saying. Hey, well, we're 25 years behind the time. I know. Today is Butterscotch Brownie Day. No. Yeah. No. What do you mean, no? It is Butterscotch no. Brownie Day. No, there's no. No, no such thing as a Butterscotch Brownie. Yeah, they use those chips instead of chocolate chips. They use Butterscotch chips. They're very good. And it's also Moscato Day. I think that's kind of a wine, right? A sweet wine, Moscato? Yes. Yeah. So it's both. Of, I'm just saying. I'm giving you points. Butterscotch. I thought br- you were taking points. Me too. That's what I thought. He's trying to Why would I take the points? That's what I'd like because to know. Because you Thanks identified so that Moscato was a sweet wine. I just said it was a sweet I wine. I was giving Mo the points. Can I get some more news? Yes. <laughs> Orange County Jim is taking a controversial step to restrict gun sales. Uh, the county commission voted to require a three-day waiting period and background checks for anyone buying a gun. This is designed to close that sub- loophole, I use air quotes there, that allowed people to bypass this requirement when buying from a private seller at a gun show um, or a flea market or whatever. Now, Mayor Teresa Jacobs believes this law doesn't violate the state law that restricts cities and counties from passing their own stuff. So a judge will likely decide that, though, according to... Uh, some legal analysts, they say somebody who's going to challenge this law in court and will end up having to go that route to see if these cities I'm are sure. allowed to do well, this. Well, good for them. Yep. With mosquitoes. I mean, say, oh. What's the big deal? I mean, a waiting period. What's the big deal? I have, I have firearms. So I got no problem with that. Why I would mean, you? if you have to get your firearm right now, so quickly. I don't yeah. want to get near you. Mm-mm. And a background check. And if and you have a concealed yeah. weapons permit, oh. you can. I think it, uh, the, the law would not, uh, you, you know, what? The, well, the law would not dictate that you have to wait. I think you have a concealed weapons permit mm-hmm. that you uh, that get it you immediately. Be, yeah, exactly. Oh. 
So what's the big deal? So you don't have a concealed weapons permit? You just have to have that gun right now? Got to have it right now. I don't want to be near you. Just a couple of weeks from now, it is hurricane season, but mosquito season is already here. And now five Florida cities are on the list of top 50 mosquito cities in the nation for this year. There are pest control companies who put out these lists, I guess, and they say metro areas are based on the number of new mosquito customers served over the last year. Miami, Fort Lauderdale is number eight on the top 50 list of mosquito cities. It's wet down there all the time. Tampa, St. Pete, 14. Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Melbourne, they call it the metro, ranks 19th in the nation. Pensacola, Mobile, 21. And West Palm, Fort Pierce, is 48. So that's five cities in Florida on the top 50 mosquito list. Yay. Yay, we're something. We're on the list. Well, as the uh, members of the Miccosukee Indian tribe told me once. What's that? As I was uh, kayaking my way through the Florida Everglades, uh, that all you have to do is drink a big glass of lime juice, uh, and you will ward uh, off mosquitoes. You don't get, have to worry about that it. pucker face. And scurvy. Mm-mm. Mosquitoes are a health concern not just because they are so uncomfortable, but because of things like Zika. West Nile, and several types of encephalitis. So don't leave like a tire or the water collects or a bird bath or whatever. I mean, don't leave that stuff because that's a breeding ground for mosquitoes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Undecided is the number one choice who's going to be Florida's next governor. They asked people, who do you think? And they gave them a list. And they also put undecided. Most people don't care, don't know yet. Right. Who they want to vote for. I don't know yet. For the next Florida governor. They did a poll, found 42% of registered Democrats and even more Republicans have not made up their minds. You can go out in the streets of Orlando and ask 100 people, Who's who, what's the be, name yeah. of, the, of the current governor of Florida? What percent do you think would be able to tell you? 50? Maybe. Mm, 70? 70? 20? Jeff, Jeff no. Codcamp. No. <laughs> no. What do you think? Bob Bush? Graham. Mm-mm. I don't know who they'd say. I don't know, but I don't think it's very many. So certainly they don't know the candidates on the Democratic side or the Republican side, for that matter. Uh, Levine, uh, former Miami Beach Mayor Phil Levine, I Phil like him. Levine leads the Democratic field with a little more name recognition, but not much. He's been out there. He has a lot of ads. Putnam's now getting out there. Yeah, Adam Putnam. Oh, Andy. Yeah, Adam. Adam. Was oh, it Adam? Oh, no wonder. You can call him Andy <laughs> if you I'm like. For Andy. And no, the House just... Speaker, he backed out and he, he endorsed uh, Putnam. Corcoran. Yeah. Or something, yeah. Yeah, that guy. But Ron DeSantis yeah. leads. I mean, he's a little straight-laced. I mean, you know, he's I don't, a tight ass. I don't, trace, I don't trust those people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, when they're goody two-shoes people, I just, I just goody don't. two-shoes people. They, yeah, they come across as, you know, holier than thou, and they, you know. No. Little know better than everybody else. No. And, you know. I don't Pure think as the true. driven snow. Uh, and, I don't think so. You know, church going, three kids, this and that. I don't know. There's something. They're hiding something. No. Yeah. The Florida Supreme Court, Jim, is deciding a paternity suit with a twist as two South Florida men fight over the right to be called dear old dad. Hmm. Uh, this woman had a baby girl five years ago. She was married, but not to the biological father. Ooh. He's suing to establish paternity, and his lawyer told the court there are so many blended families today. That a request to recognize two different dads is not unusual. But a lawyer for the mother says the state of Florida can only recognize two parents, not three. So they recognize her as the mom. They have to pick a dad, the biological father or the father who is, you know, the current husband, who was her husband at the time. I guess she stepped in. And out. he stayed I, with her? I don't, yeah, I don't think what he a, I don't follow them. I don't know. There are two guys, Jim, 
The man. My two dads. Two dads. My, my two dads. Well, it's not two gay guys. No. She had a baby. One's the man raising, helping to raise the, the kid, and the other one is the one who was the donor. Actually, the no, I think she had she stepped out on him or something. Yeah, the donor. Mm-mm. Yeah, he was a donor, all right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, that would really piss me. What, what, she had a baby, and he thought it was... It, she had a baby girl five years ago. She was married, but not to the biological father. My goodness. She had a little bit of a something-something. So with she this went guy up to the side, got pregnant by another guy, and, and what? This... She And she told the, 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 the guy that got the runaround that it was his kid? No. She said... That <laughs> I the, told you I was confused. The husband, <laughs> the current husband, the one who was the cuckolded man, whatever, mm. he... I know that's an antiquated word. Sorry. I know, but it's funny. Yeah. Oh, it comes up all the time in porno it, video searches. It's oh, in vogue oh, oh, now. Oh, oh, oh. No. He yeah, said. I think it's a little bit different in the porno videos as to what it really. Oh, oh forget okay. it. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> Just forget it. I shouldn't have used it. Usually it's a big black guy showing up at the house. No. No, no. You don't watch the videos. Huh? I don't. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> President, I don't know what. You don't want to know. I don't want to know. Uh, today, I did I did watch some of the the uh, Senate hearings on the woman who wants to be the next director of the CIA, the top spy. I don't know if she wants to be, well, but she's she was selected. Been, she's been nominated. She certainly does want to be. And she looks a little eager. Yeah, but I don't know whether she, you know, hey, can I be the director no, of the CIA? I don't think she uh, volunteered or anything, but I think she was more than happy to serve. Well, she's, what, 30 years in the CIA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her name is Gina Haspel. Mm-hmm. She says... She will keep the CIA on high moral ground if she is confirmed. All right. Mm-hmm. So even if the president suggests waterboarding, which he has done, he thinks that's fine. And worse, he thinks that's A-OK. She says, no, we're not doing that. Good. Uh, whether she actually will stand up, I don't know. We'll see. She says she'll stand up. She'll be confirmed. You want to take bets? Because it's kind of iffy. Ooh. I think she will be confirmed. West Virginia Senator Democrat Joe Manchin has already said he supports her. Mm-hmm. He's well, he's got it. Yeah, well, he's a Democrat in West Virginia. He's got to look to some of those Republican mm-hmm. votes if he wants to win in November. He votes with the president sixty-one percent of the time. I'm just saying. He's got a tough road to hoe back in West yeah. Virginia, though. Yeah, uh, I think you owe Pinkman a dollar for Why? pulling out of the Iran deal. Uh, you said no, we're going to hang tough and not Damn. be out. Yeah, so you owe him a buck. Oh, man, uh, I forgot about that one. Hey, they come out of the dugout last night in the Yankees-Red Sox oh, game? Nope, one down, two to go. Damn, nation, come <laughs> on. Jim, I'm Throw afraid. a beanball, will you? They, and they held on to win three to two. Whew. You've already got that. a bet with Pinkman. You said she will not be confirmed as CIA chief. Oh, boy. Uh, Pinkman gets yet another dollar. She hasn't been confirmed yet, has she? No. No. But she will be. You never know what's going to come up. Got, nope. <laughs> no, I think she's in. Uh, they have two new vents or fissures. In Hawaii, uh, there are two new cracks, basically, in the earth near the Kilauea volcano. And they're not just spewing lava. They're spewing dangerous gases. They now say that <laughs> it's not. there's nothing funny about it. It's just awful. The toxic gas is going to evaporate, and it's going to rain down as acid rain. That's on, the people, good. On, on the people in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, no, brother. More residents were ordered to Gotta evacuate. another sacrifice, brother. Yeah. They say there are now 14 volcanic vents spewing gas and lava. But now the problem now that they're freaking out about is these fissures are emitting sulfur dioxide gas as well as the lava and junk. All so right, let's do some, uh, let's do ugh, some birthdays. It's bad. We'll have bad, some bad, more bad. news later, I promise. Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of things. Uh, happy, happy birthday today to Murphy Brown or Candace Bergen. Uh, 73. 75? 
Yeah, 74. Jim, 72. Oh, oh wow. Okay, finally. From my big fat Greek wedding, John Corbett. He was the husband, the man in that one. He was also in Northern Exposure, Sex in the City. You know who he is. 52. 52. 54. Nope. Uh, I don't know. 53? 53. Pinkman, 57. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and it's all over the news. I'm sure somebody's seen it. Oh, God. Tracy B- Lords. Billy Joel. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to go with 62. Nope, he's not 62. <sighs> Who? Billy, Billy Joel. Joel. Oh, no, he's older now. Yeah, he's, much yeah. older. Yeah, he is. Oh, I don't know, Maybe much in the older. next decade. Yeah, Christine. Yeah, I'll Bruce go 71. Oh, 69. On the dot. Thank you. Yeah. They talked yeah. about yeah. in the <laughs> <laughs> He was too quick out of the box. <laughs> That's why I tried to get you to at least 70 so I could have 69. Uh-huh. Woo, it worked. It worked. All right. And that's the Lottie Daw for the moment. Just call me Moira. We will open up the lines and choose one of you at random to play against Pinkman in a bonus round of closest to the pin. You're vying for that you matter business card that could guarantee you good fortune or bad luck. That's the way it works on Real Radio 104.1. To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, time for that bonus round of... Of closest to the pin, Jacob's on the line. He'll play against Pinkman. Of course, uh, Jacob knows that if he wins against Pinkman, he'll receive that You Matter business card. What does that mean? Ladies and gents, it means uh, Jacob will have good fortune for the rest of his life. Jacob also knows, however, if he loses to Pinkman, that's a possibility, of course. He will have bad luck for 24 hours. Now, to what degree, I don't know. Uh, we never heard from anybody who had bad luck for 24 hours. It was so Maybe bad, it was so they bad they couldn't, yeah. couldn't call back. <laughs> That's right. All right, Mr. Pinkman, if you'll go to the soundproof booth. Okay. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to determine your handicap, of course. Let's get this underway. Jacob, how are you today? Fantastic, Jim. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. I have 10 questions for you, including the infamous question number 10, the crow question. Uh-huh. Uh, I just want you to answer to the best of your ability. Jacob, speak right into the phone so we can pick up your answers, okay? And we wish you the best of luck, buddy. Here we go. Countdown right, and keep score for Jacob. In three, two, one, begin. Jacob, the United States has withdrawn from the Iran nuclear deal. What's the population of its capital city, Tehran? 800,000. Iran, Iran. In minutes and seconds, what's the world record for running 10,000 meters in track? Uh... Four minutes, three seconds. The movie 30 Seconds Over Tokyo was released in what year? 1975. Actor Spencer Tracy was in that movie. Tracy died in what year? 1990. Tracy Lords is a former but iconic adult film star. How old is Lords? 61. The movie called The Lords of Flatbush was released in what year? 1985. Sylvester Stallone was in that movie. How old is Stallone? 65. The movie Rocky III was released in what year? 1992. Mr. T played Clubber Lang in that movie. How old is Mr. T? 
61. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Mr. T was a crow in Chicago, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Decatur, Illinois? 138. Time. Mm. All right, there you go. Let's bring in Mr. Pinkman. Here, Here comes, comes Pinky, yeah. yeah. Here comes Pinky. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's what you're going for, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, just you got it, Mo. Mr. Pingman, we are going to you allow you it. to roll the dice to set your handicap. We set it at 18, but whatever number you roll with those dice, we will take off from the number 18, and that will be your handicap for this afternoon. You let rolled it. 12 her, yesterday. It killed me. Let her rip. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. What'd you get? 11. Oh, the wow. Oh, the hard way. There is no easy way for 11. 10 questions for you, including the infamous question number 10, the crow question. Are you ready? Yes. Count <laughs> down. Here we go. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky, the United States has withdrawn from the Iran nuclear deal. What's the population of its capital city, Tehran? Uh, one million. Iran, Iran. In minutes and seconds, what's the world record for running 10,000 meters in track? Uh, one minute, 34 seconds. <laughs> The movie 30 Seconds Over Tokyo was released in what year? 1960. Actor Spencer Tracy was in that movie. Tracy died in what year? 1991. Tracy Lords is a former but iconic adult film star. How old is Tracy Lords? She is 51. The movie called The Lords of Flatbush was released in what year? 1978. Sylvester Stallone was in that movie. How old is Stallone? He is now 72. The movie Rocky Three was released in what year? 1987. Mr. T played Clubber Lang in that movie. How old is Mr. T? 75. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Mr. T was a crow in Chicago, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Decatur, Illinois? That would be 68 miles. Time. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Right. Stupid 10,000 meters. That was ridiculous, that answer. Jimmy even <laughs> snuck. He, he gave a little snorkel there. He's like, what did he say? <laughs> What's the capital of uh, Tehran? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob said. 800 thou. And Pinkman. One million. It's 8.8 .8 million. Oh, my. Iran, Iran. That's Pinky, right? Yeah. In minutes and seconds, what's the world record for running 10,000 meters in track? I may be off on this, but what? the both of you screwed this up. 10,000 meters in track. Uh, Jacob said. Four minutes, three seconds. Pinkman. 134. That's Jacob. It's 26 minutes, 17, uh, uh, 26, 17, 53. Yeah, whatever. 10,000 meters. 10,000 meters. Yeah, that's like 10 feet. No. What? That's 10 meters. No, and that's not even. <laughs> that's what you That's said. like two meters. God How many bless. meters in a mile? <laughs> well, that doesn't make any sense. No. You have to convert it to feet or yards before you can do mile. Right? Well, how many meters in a mile? Close to. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't know. The movie 30 Seconds Over Tokyo was released in what year, Jacob said? 75. Pinkman. 60. 1944. Pinky takes the lead. Actor Spencer Tracy was in that movie. Tracy died in what year, Jacob said? They were close. Jacob said 90. Pinky said 91. 1967. Oh, boy. I knew that. Not Tracy really. Lords, a former but iconic adult film, film star. How old is Tracy Lords? Jacob said. We talked about her yesterday. Yeah, it was her birthday. Uh, Jacob said 61. Pinky said 51. Well, you should have known her birthday. She's 50, not 51. Ah! I forgot. Pinky takes the lead, 3 to 2. The movie called The Lords of Flatbush was released in what year, Jacob said? 85. Pinkman? 78. 74. Mm hmm. 
Sylvester Stallone in that movie. How old is Stallone, Jacob says? 65. Pinkman. 72. 71. Wow, I thought he was way off. The movie Rocky Three released in what year, Jacob said? 92. Pinkman. 87. 82. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jacob's not looking good for you, buddy. Wait till the end oh, question, no, though. Mr. T played Clubber Lang in that movie. How old is Mr. T, Jacob said? 61. Pinkman. 75. 65. That's, that's Jake. Here we go. Uh-huh. Only uh, way out of this, Jacob, is uh, to get this. Right. <clears throat> within the parameters of 25 miles, get it within 25, you went out right. If Mr. T was a crow in Chicago, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Decatur, Illinois? Jacob said. 138. Pinkman. 68. The answer, mm-hmm. close but no cigar, 180. Well, he isn't in then. He's no. good. No, he's not good. He's not? It's 180. He said 138. Oh, 180. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jacob. Sorry. Almost, buddy, but not good enough. Bad luck for you for 24 hours, starting right now. Oh. Close only counts in horseshoes. Terrible stop. Hand grenades. And closest oh, to the no, pin. Around six miles. What? 10,000 10, meters. Meter. Around six miles. Oh, that doesn't... Thanks to Real Mobile. Yeah, okay. Seven so, seven zero. So they had a five minute Jeez, mile. Man, that's huffing it though. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Ten wow. seconds at Pinky Face. No, one thirty. No, one minute. And what seconds. are you thinking? <laughs> Eddie, no, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I couldn't do the math quick enough, so I panicked and moved on. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's it. Go for time. It's yeah. a strategy. It's a strategy. Yeah. All he needed was his opponent to say something uh, less. Even weirder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the metric system that well. Who does? No. Thank you. Europeans say no. Oh, who needs them? Oh, boy. This is America, baby. You got that right. Tell you what. Give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Not a meter. Uh-uh. Hell no. Uh-uh. Don't even bother me with them grams. Mm-mm. Yeah, pretty soon we'd be talking about pounds and pence. Mm-hmm. Start weighing ourselves in stones. Uh-huh. You want to live like that? We fought that war already. How many stones do you wear? Away. Way. How much is a stone? I'm not sure. I have no idea. I think it's I 10, 20 pounds? We'll find out. A stone. I don't think they even do that anymore, do they? Stone, yes, sure. they do. Uh-huh. In England, they do? Yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, yeah. You oh, sure? You yes. ask Daryl Payne. They do. I don't know. Yeah. I heard a story. You go story. to the doctor's office, the, well, you're weighing... You weigh six stone. Six stone and what? Nothing. And whatever the... And none the richer. And <laughs> No, you got to be... And the next day would be Christmas. What do you got, Christmas. pebbles? A stone and pebble? What is it? It's a stone uh, is 14 pounds. 14, All right. yeah. so times what? So you weigh 32 six. pounds. What is that? Uh, that would be... Two and a half stones. Two stone and a half yeah. stones. Right. Oh, what's the, what's the overflow? What's the fraction? Yeah. How many what's equal a stone? Two stone... stone. And so many ounces or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Just saying. And it's, and grams. It just goes to decimals at that point. Uh, two point something stone. Yeah. Oh. Oh, buddy. Mm. I weigh 14.2857 You're losing some weight. Oh, Good yeah, for you. How you doing that? Uh, I quit. He's running around looking at wedding venues. I quit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good. There's a That's lot of it. that. Yeah. Just saying. I also quit eating pasta and beer. Together? Yeah, that's yeah. a trick. Uh-huh. Carbs. Uh, carbs and are the best, though. It's that white stuff. And he realized he yeah. can't afford food anymore. That's at also all. true. All right, let me, let me ask you a question. Because I have a very difficult, you know, pasta, bread, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So do you get a craving? Do you get hungry? And if you get hungry, what do you snack on? Yeah, then you're stuck eating vegetables. Uh, oh, yeah. but you're allowed to eat fatty foods. So cheese and meats are fair beans? games. No, I don't want any green beans. What? 
They're good. So you can eat cheese, but I thought yeah. cheese is not good for you. Yeah, they say you're it's allowed. too high in fat or whatever, but if you're not eating carbs, live it up a little. That's you can have salami. So you can have cheese, but you can't have cracker. Correct. Right. You can have cheese and meats, no crackers, and oh. olives. You can have a cheeseburger, olives. but forget the bun. No yes, bun. Yeah. you can do a lettuce bun. There's nothing fun There's about nothing that. There's nothing good. But they do, they do some sandwiches in lettuce wraps. That's a new one. That is Ooh. so good. I love a lettuce wrap. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jimmy John's? Yeah, that's fine. It's an which It's good. I know it's fast. Freaky fast. Very fast. Uh-huh. It's the Fiddle Tile <laughs> on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. The policeman isn't there to create disorder. And the agony of defeat. The policeman is there to preserve this order. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. I do not have any information beforehand, but I'll bet at least $1, whether he plays it or not, I don't know. It's how he plays this, but I'll bet $1 okay. that Jack has planned to play something related to last night's Yankees-Red Sox uh, game. Oh, it's, what, no it's, Okay, let me just Wanna look down. I say Wait, yes. Let's see. Go ahead. Don't say anything. Go ahead. That Pinkman, are you betting? No, I'm not taking that bet. Really? I don't know. Why do you have audio? I'm, no, Yankee. I'm not giving He's you. He's got audio. Call. He's got audio from last night's Red Sox Yankees game. Mm-hmm. Bet a dollar. Mm-hmm. He had it planned at least. Oh, now he's not going to do oh, it, what? depending on who's what. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I will. I'll give the honest answer. He can't resist it. He can't <laughs> deny himself that. I'm you not, know that as well I as not, I do. No, I'm not taking it. Three night games, series, mm-hmm. two no. teams vying for first place. Come on. No, it's, thank you. That's why he hightailed it out of here yesterday. Got to get over that game. Yeah, I don't know. What did he, what did he jump off the... I don't know. How, off the fourth floor <laughs> window. Boom, out. Okay. He's driving out. So how the hell did he... How did he get out? Like Harry Potter or something? He just. <laughs> I don't know. He had a visibility cloak. The next thing we know, his car was peeling out of the, the parking lot. There's a royal wedding about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, right. Are you in it? The, the, the Our government is oh. reneging on a deal that we signed. We pull out of the Iran Accord. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Um, there are... Other things at play in oh, politics, yeah, 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 in media, in entertainment. Uh huh. But and so I don't have time for sports. Oh, horse hockey. Three two. <laughs> Hammer to left field by Stanton. <laughs> that ball is gone. A laser, a blistering line drive. One nothing Yanks. Oh, I listened to it earlier. To be honest, ah. I did not. I was not preparing to play that today. No. However, since you brought oh, yeah, it up, sure. okay. why not? Right. Okay. Yankees <laughs> uh, beat the Red Sox. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton two uh, solo home runs. Yankees hold on to win three to two over their rivals, the Boston Red Sox. Anybody cleared the dugout? No. Uh, we have a bet. You bet that yeah, there will yeah. be a bench clearing brawl. A uh, game one done. Two more to go. It's coming. Right. Uh, no bench-clearing brawl last night. It's coming. Uh, the Yankees have now tied Boston. They're tied for the best record in baseball, both tied for first place in the AL East. Time's the game tonight. Uh, 7.30. Right, I might have yeah. to watch a little baseball. Yeah. T- what's today, Wednesday? Yep. So tonight's game will be on ESPN, tomorrow night on Major League Baseball Network. Okay. 
Um, the Major League Baseball also announced yesterday that the Yankees and Red Sox will have a two-game series next summer <laughs> yeah, I know this. in London. This yeah. is not a good shot idea. Went through this the is roof not. I agree with a shot doctor. I do not think this is a good idea. Yeah. I think this is re- this is bad for fans Baseball in New York and bad for fans in Boston. It denies them the you know. Joy mm-hmm. of seeing this rivalry. British people don't give a rat's ass about baseball, and they never will. Here's the deal: the Yankees and Red Sox they meet 19 times in a season. Yeah, and if I'm a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan, I want to see every damn game that I can. I don't want to say, "Geez, I got to go to London to see see my favorite team play." No, you see him on TV. Yeah, that's, that's the same thing. Wow, Jack sees him on TV. Yeah, I wasn't. I was kind of actually looking forward to seeing a different setting, seeing those two teams play in a different play setting. At Wembley Stadium. Oh, um, not Wembley. You play at a cricket field. London Stadium. Yeah. So I guess they have a baseball stadium over there. Or they they're, if you build it, the Yanks and Red Sox will, will come. come. I don't like it. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't like the idea. Oh, points. Uh, <laughs> I like soccer, <laughs> rugby, his... and cricket, oh, and okay. throwing darts. They're never going. Baseball will. What? It'll never succeed in 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 Great well, Britain. It just won't. You it's say not NFL football. You football could, goes you could there. said the same thing yeah. about NFL football, and it's wildly popular. They want more games. They want to host a Super Bowl. Yeah. And you Super might Bowl. see the Jacksonville Jaguars. That would be just wrong. Be the London Jaguars. That would be it, wrong to have the Super Bowl in London. There. That's dopey. It would have to be earlier in the day, our time. It would have to probably be a two o'clock game. Yeah, it's just you two know. p.m. game. Yeah, that's not right either. <laughs> okay, so Jim, okay. Uh, let's go out of order since somehow we ended up across the pond in London. Yeah. Why not? Okay. It's now time for the Royal Wedding Quiz. Now, this is a little <laughs> different quiz. I know, Jim, you are a huge fan huge. of the Royals. Oh, yeah. So here we go. You guys uh, you, you go. decide. This will be multiple choice. Okay? All right. The bride-to-be, Meghan Markle. How old is she? <sighs> 32, 36, or 37? Oh, what do you think? Uh, mm-hmm. Was it 32, what? 36 or 37? 37. She's th- no, not what? that old. No, she's no. 32. She's got to be on the younger side, don't you? Well, 36. I don't know. She's been around Let's go 36. You want to oh. go 36? Yeah, fine. All right. Here we go. 36. Where did Harry and Meghan meet? Was it a blind date on Tinder at a CPR class? Blind date. Blind date. Blind date is right. I knew it. When is the wedding? Is it May 19th? May 19th. 20th? Oh, boy. Look, Look at you. you go. Jumping the gun, yeah. You royal guy. Rather. Which television show was Megan on? Westworld, Greek, or Suits? Suits. suits. <laughs> <laughs> Where will they live when they're married? Kensington Palace, no. Buckingham Palace, no. Abbey Road. Nope. That's Kensington wrong, Palace. Will they have a prenup? No. Probably, not likely, or prenups don't exist in England. No. Oh, what do you think? Probably. No prenup. Wait. Not likely is the answer. No. Not likely I for prenup. I don't like those answers. <laughs> what flavor will the wedding cake be? Last question. <sighs> yeah. Vanilla, lemon, carrot. I think it's lemon. Lemon. Yeah. Nice. Wow, Summer congratulations. Oh, yeah. You do get a passing grade. Mm-hmm. Your uh, end of year exam, you pass the Royals, and you are now invited to go to the wedding Pinkman. gym. Yes. We're going to take Pinkman? 
You got a prenup? Gonna have uh, a prenup? I don't have enough money to have a prenup. Well, you might someday. Oh, you talked about a prenup. Wait, no. no. Doesn't the prenup protect you for things you bring into the marriage? If you're going, if you're going in poor, I think it might depend on the prenup. Yeah. See, I was poor, so it wasn't a factor for me. I'll call my lawyer. I've this has thought? been the Royal Wedding Quiz. Thank you so much for playing. Who go. has the crappy accent? I don't. It's the same guy that does all of those. Yes, yeah, this is terrible. It's worse than ours. No, no, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's now time for the Royal Wedding Quiz. That's awful. (laughs) It's horrid, don't you think? He's not doing a proper quiz, Tony, is he? (laughs) Exactly. I don't know why that makes sense. Reginald Drinkwater, BBC News, with the Royal Quiz. That's way better, yeah. Uh, Let's go to our man in Nairobi. uh, Mm -hmm. Now that's an accent. All right, let's keep (laughs) on. Stellar. I know, isn't it good? Mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can skip politics today. Unfortunately, if you skip politics, that gets right to tragedy. On Hawaii's Big Island, still dealing with the aftermath of the hurricane, uh, hurricane of the volcanoes. But I bring it up because they talk about some people losing their homes. Because I know we always debate whether you know. For me, the best place to live is an you- area like we are here in Florida, with a. The natural disaster we face most uh, is hurricanes. Right. right. We know it's coming. We can prepare for it. Right. But th- this volcano stuff, I don't know. About I remember it. telling myself, this may be the last time I come back. And if it is, that's okay. So, oh. you well, know. That's okay, brother. Yeah, that's not okay. know you go back oh, yeah, to brother. your home or uh, if it's going to be there. Some people, you know, homes got spared. They're. You know, I I don't know the estimation. Well, just the idea you're in one of those homes close by, and all of a yeah. sudden, you know, the, know, the earth rips open, and, you know, get a lava flow outside your patio. Right. Mm. Uh. Oh, no, brother. No, thanks. Oh, no, brother. Mm-mm. Yeah, now they're dealing with all that smoke and uh, sulfur. Maybe it's acid like a rain. sulfur smell. smell. Yeah, uh-huh. No, it's toxic, though. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, while that tragedy is going on, did you know there were earthquakes in California yesterday? No, I did not. From one tragedy to another, California, uh, uh, they actually, it was four. They were small, uh, smaller earthquakes. What was the the largest one here was uh, 3.2, no, 4.5 magnitude earthquake. But then they had four other earthquakes after that, a 3.2, 2.5, and they kept getting uh, smaller that hit in California. This is a complex and fairly active region of the San Andreas. It's one of the few sections of the San Andreas that experienced these magnitude three to four earthquakes. Who's that, Penny Payne? That is Caltech seism- uh, seismologist That's an accent. Jennifer Andrews. Oh, it's right on a fault line. I it is. Megan yep. Markle. It is right on the fault line, which is why it's not uncommon for that area. Hardcore to me. I I don't do earthquakes well. It was just a quick jolt. I mean, like a boom. And then it shook. It wasn't like a wave. I looked out that way for six months. I never felt anything, ever. Never trembled. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, well, yeah, it's one of those, well, let me tell you, I lived there for a while. And I, yeah. no. Yeah, so when we get, you know, a few days to a week warning on a hurricane, earthquake, no such warning. Oh. Mm -mm. Floods, tornadic activity, losing your home, all different types of tragedy. There is another tragedy that uh, people in Connecticut are trying to make sure the next generation is aware of uh, because it was a recent, uh, well, 
I don't know if it was a study. It's oh yeah, a recent study that showed an alarming number of young people unaware yeah. of the Holocaust. That was a recent study, mm, yeah. yeah. So and if you think about it, if you don't keep repeating things, you think, oh, everyone learns a lesson, whether it's uh, like the effects of nicotine. Yeah, every, We learned that lesson. Well, our generation might have learned that lesson, yeah. but a new generation, you always have to repeat these messages. And when it's a tragedy like the Holocaust, people in Connecticut, lawmakers, are, are taking measures to make sure that the next generation is well aware. And I think it's important, no matter what religion you are or where you come from, to understand how we got here and the struggles different peoples went through to get here. That is Republican Senator uh, uh, Themis Claride spoke in favor of the bill. Sounds which, like she's 14. Yeah, well, it ended up passing 147 to 0 in favor of the bill. Governor Dan Malloy is expected to sign it. Uh, however, not everyone was for it at first including Senator Chris Soto, who was originally against it, but then changed his mind. I would be a hypocrite if I didn't support this bill because this speaks to the victories of any marginalized group. So there you go. I was, uh, you know, when you're on vacation, you end up, if you ever watch TV on vacation, you end up watching things you normally don't watch. Yeah, yes. exactly. Because it's a time of day. It's like, well, I'm not normally laying around at two in the afternoon. Right. And you put on. T- I ended up watching a PBS special, and I think this Which special means- itself was about thirty or forty years old. Antiques Roadshow. No, <laughs> it Brides was revisited. It was about <laughs> the children of Nazis. Oh. It was about the children of Nazi officers and how they were coming to terms with oh. the revelation of, of, yeah, of yeah. their parents' behavior and the house they grew up in. And, and one was an author, and he'd go out speaking against the atrocities, but other people in the family are just like, it's nay on the Yahtzee, nay, thing a, you yeah. know, ing oh, really? yeah. uh, just because, you know, it's some people want to kind of keep that part of their history quiet while other people are, are saying, no, you, you, you have a responsibility to you know, undo the evils that our, mm-hmm. you know, our father has brought on our family and our uh, this name. It was just really interesting, but also they talked about how subsequent generations are just, you know, not aware because, you know, it may well, be one day in history class. In this, well, in this country, you know, we were all this, you know, if we look back when we were teenagers or when we were 16, you know, if you were honest with yourself, would you really know a lot about anything? I mean, you might know something about algebra, right? Mm-hmm. You might know something about dissecting a frog. But do you really know anything about history? Current events, even. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even when we were in college. Jim, many ways. We like to think that we did, but uh-huh. we didn't. Uh, tragedies are remembered are through uh, memorials sure. that are erected. And yesterday was uh, the day for uh, the unveiling of the Pulse Memorial. Right. This is an interim memorial. Uh, here is Pulse nightclub owner Barbara Poma talking about uh, yesterday's unveiling. It is utterly heartwarming how everyone still wants to be a part of what happens here. The people of Orlando, they love their city. They love their people. We are family. You know what I like about her? What's that? Well, what I like about her is, you know, I think maybe in other cases, people who owned the property, whatever, they would distance themselves as fast as they could and hightail it out of town and hire lawyers to protect them. Not her. Mm -mm. I mean, she's 
And not her. Not only that, but then in, instead of letting the city handle it, she took Correct. charge of you know uh, of this. Now the memorial is at the site of the Pulse nightclub. It includes a, a wall of pictures. Meanwhile, the One Pulse Foundation is working on the design for the permanent memorial. Right. A second anniversary of the shooting, as you know, will take place uh, next month, June fourteenth. This Did is I- our responsibility. It is our legacy for all future generations. This is the part of both Orlando and world's history. They decided on a location for the permanent memorial. Isn't it on the site? Of? I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I don't know. To be honest. Yeah, I thought it, I. I assumed it was going to be at that site because I, I also, thought there were, you know, whether she wanted to rebuild and have another yeah. club there, or there would be a, a garden, or a, I don't know. I also think. I don't know if you misspoke, but I think the anniversary is the 12th. Oh, I'm sorry. June 12th. I you did. Said the yeah, 14th. yeah, yeah, yeah. June 12th. Ugh, what a yeah. day. That was Ugh. terrible, wasn't it? Seems like yesterday mm-hmm. to me. Two years almost. Yeah. News junkie waking me up. Yeah, I got a call from Chris. I mean, camp yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Time to go to work. Mm. Yeah, we And I'd right. just seen it maybe five minutes before. And it was like, what? Mm-mm. I think I was still sleeping. I was like, what? what is going on? Time to go to work. That's what you got to do. Yep. Absolutely. Ours was the easy part compared to what other people were going oh, through. Oh, no question the first about responders, it. first responders, families of you know victims. Well, I mean, we had the easy part. A tragedy of that magnitude. Ugh. People feel helpless and people want to do something. I, and I think that's one of the reasons we saw uh, such long lines for people to donate blood. Because they, it's like, what can I do to help this situation? Mm-hmm. What... This radio station did for us, I believe, it gave us something to do. Correct. To mm-hmm. do what we could do to help the community at that time. So it's it's uh, one of the things I'm thankful for, and I think one of the things that this station in particular does better than any other station. So there yeah, you, go. you got that right. Take that. Mm-hmm. Um, so brief step in the politics. You know Seth Myers. I think there is no. Um, uh, hiding how he feels maybe about the president. Yeah. He was actually the MC at the White House Correspondents Dinner. Um, he had a, you know... Uh, a couple of years ago, last uh, year? Oh, know. quite a few years ago. Yeah, no, maybe, no, oh. several years ago. Um, and, and where he was uh, doing a whole bunch on Trump. And I believe Trump said that he wouldn't be on his show, uh, you know, ever again. And kind of had some comments back and forth. I guess they ran into each other at Uh-oh. the... Uh, Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary event, and he really? offered to have him on the show, and 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 but uh, and, and Trump actually said, "Oh yeah," but then they actually Michael Cohen, uh, the president's or then fixer. Citizen Trump's uh, lawyer and fixer, had to negotiate. So uh, Seth Myers is talking about that on this uh, podcast. It was 2014 because I'd ran, I run into, I had run into him at the SNL 40, mm-hmm. and we were talking to him then about coming on the show. I didn't think he was really going to run. I thought it'd be fun to talk to him about 2011 correspondence dinner. Was he receptive run. to the idea? He was. Just, he said he was receptive to coming in the beginning. There were some caveats he had that I don't. We were not interested in doing. Um, what? Apologizing. He wanted you to apologize on the air. Yeah, uh, which we would never have done. Yeah, so the Correspondence Center in 2011, it was in 2014, and Michael Cohen said, uh, you know, went, uh, you know, met Seth Myers and said, well, you have to, you know, apologize publicly for what you said for him to come on the air. No. I remember Letterman got into that. He was ripping Trump when, no, the, when Trump was 
um, calling questioning the birth certificate of President That's Obama. He started his candidacy for the White House. Right. He started it with a lie. So I don't think uh, the president will be on Seth Meyers' show anytime soon, but I think Seth Meyers might be okay with that. Speaking of uh, this president and the former as the current president, Trump tries to undo everything that the previous president yep. president had done. You better be careful because it was on this day in 2012 where President Obama had this to say. At a certain point, I've just concluded that um, for me personally, it is important for me to go ahead and affirm that uh, I think same-sex couples should be able to get married. So on this day in 2012, President Obama stated his support for same-sex marriage. If the current president truly wants to undo everything the previous president has done, be careful. He might be coming for that next. Come on. (laughs) Come on, man. And that's your audio file for today. Good job, Jack. Thank you very much. I am predicting that uh, because the big story last night was uh, the reports that uh, millions of dollars went to Michael Cohen, the president's fix here. And I'm telling you right now, I'll bet a dollar right now that a majority of that money that went to Michael Cohen went into Donald Trump's pockets. And I wouldn't be surprised for another report to come out soon where, where we'll see more millions of dollars you know, that was paid for access to the president went through Cohen into into the president's pocket. He can't get any money from banks, so he has to rely on these uh, on these donations, either from private enterprise or these Russian oligarchs. That's all I'm saying. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe visited Israeli leader Benjamin Netanyahu for dinner. He left very unhappy after dessert was served out of a shoe. Damn Habat hipsters. Next, in a new IKEA campaign, students are attempting to prove the effects of bullying while talking down to plants. Haha bet you suck at photosynthesis nerd. Finally, police in California are investigating a homeless man who reportedly entered another man's car and demanded he take him to KFC. Hey man. Reba dressed as the colonel is enough to drive any man crazy. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. A global mega fad waiting to happen. Anyone can call in. All our lines are open. 407-916-1041. Toll free 888-978-1041. Real Radio. 104.1. I didn't, uh see this until right now but uh kevin you know who you are uh, not the kevin we know but uh tweeted uh-huh. the titusville clown you know the one with the fire department uh-huh. ember, ember. The clown, yeah 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 talked talked before the titusville city council last night now i don't know whether uh, ember was in costume or not <laughs> uh talked before the city council last night used my name what? yeah Titusville Klein talked before city council last night, used your name and thoughts. All think clown, great idea. Mayor Johnson does not care what other cities do. Talked to author, she paid, went back to clown college, who paid, I don't know. But anyway, in Titusville, they got Ember the Clown, the fire department clown. Look, that's their business. I just think it's stupid. We talked about, in a way, it's stupid. Yeah, because and I think all of you have made the observation. You know, you, you 
they're doing the best they can. I mean, you know, oh. to, whatever you can, yeah. Do, yeah. whatever you can do to prevent fires. You know, I understand that. But I just happen to think that uh, elementary school kids, especially when the fire truck arrives, who do they want to see coming out of the out of the out of the cab of the fire truck? Yeah. They want to see a firefighter, cool. fire, You know, male, female doesn't mean you know the the, the helmet, the thing, the tank, the coat, the boots, the of whatever course. with the suspenders. Yep. You know the big boots. They want to see a clown. Yeah. But if you want to have a birthday no. party, you want Ember the firefighting clown there. I'll show you how to blow out blue- the candle Absolutely. safely. But bring a real firefighter to my class and bring the, the hook and ladder and ladder. Put it up on the roof of the school and get some tennis balls. <laughs> Throw them back down here because I need Ridiculous. them. Ridiculous. Well, whatever you got to do, you know. I mean, and there's probably volunteer, you know, the firefighter who's, you know, it's not just, you know, Ember the Clown. I'm sure it's a firefighter who says, look, I'll, okay, I'll be Ember the Clown, you know, when... Can you do? Can you do at least pay for the dry cleaning? Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I'll do my thing. And you know, if I can't connect with adults and children about fire prevent, I get it. I. You want to talk to Ember? No. Okay. Do you want to get the minutes from the meeting? No. Oh, nah, I don't know. <laughs> it's hey, okay. If, if your name was invoked, it's just, it's just to me. It just sounds a little bit uh-huh. goofy, hokey for a fire department to have a clown. Mm-hmm. Instead of just a, you know, you got a firefighter. Highway Patrol doesn't have a clown. That Wells has a clown. McDonald's. No, I'm talking about the, <laughs> no, whether it's law enforcement, first responders. I'm talking about people who are right. in the business of saving lives and preventing whether it's crime or fires. Well, in some cases, it might not be a bad idea for that that children outreach, elementary school outreach. However, uh, just a as an, do hand out matches as an <laughs> elementary school idea. kid, I think one of the coolest things any kid wants to. Be, it's like one of the first professions kids aspire to. I want to be a firefighter. Of course, of course. Right. Yep. And also, I believe there's a benefit in showing a child what a firefighter looks like in full gear. God forbid that moment where their house is filled with smoke and a firefighter is coming at them with the mask on and the tank and everything that they They recognize. I think that's a great observation, of course. And and I said it before, not everybody is fond of clowns, children and adults. I don't know if anybody's scared of a firefighter. No. Only fires. No. Nobody's scared of a firefighter. (laughs) Nope. But they certainly are scared of clowns. Uh, I think there's a significant number of people who are scared of clowns. Texters say Ember is a firefighter. I know that. And also St. Cloud Fire Department has a firefighting clown as well. Get out of here. That's what they say, Jim. What's the name of the St. Cloud Firefighting Clown? Pinkman? That's your neck of the woods? I I do think I met him one time, though. He was telling me how uh, making balloon animals is good money. That's not a joke. I really... (laughs) Like uh, he has to follow up with that. Not, I, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever you have to do. I mean, that what? that's fine. Oh. And, but um... someone just texted, "What happened to Dalmatians? How about yeah. a firefighter and his Dalmatian? That's, Probably some kind that's... of liability yeah. or whatever. I don't know. They have them in parades. They put them on the truck. During I don't even know if they do the dog thing anymore. In small towns, they do. Yeah, they probably do. They do. Yeah, but in the big metropolitan fire departments, uh-uh, nobody know. wants to take care of the dog. Here's yeah, Jeremy yeah, yeah, on Real yeah, yeah, Radio. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeremy. Jeremy, Jim, how you doing, man? I'm fine, Jim Jeremy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Awesome. So Pinkman and I were talking, and and we both feel like you could probably cut the carbs out. We we think you have the willpower to do no, it. No, he doesn't. I don't. No, nope. I don't think no. I do. You are mistaken. You hey, no, no. Listen, listen. If nope. you can host, if you can host the most popular, widely rated, highest rated oh, program too, yeah. of its kind in the entire state of Central Florida, you can do it, Jim. I'm a carb freak. I'm a sugar freak. <laughs> I got a terrible sweet tooth. I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking. I stopped doing drugs. I stopped the you know Red the whatever. Meat this and that whatever Not so kind much. of back on the red meat a little All right, bit. Good. but anyway but man i like i just don't know what it is you know there ought to be some kind of drug you can take a pill and it, it cuts your, your 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 desire for for sweets oh no you could you can definitely do it I'm i ate two of those enamon donuts this morning the first thing i did when i got up this morning because Beanbo Bakery, yes. thought, I'll take your uh, recommendation. Beanbo Bakery came by yesterday and they dropped off a box of two, four, six, eight, what, 10, 12, I guess. Uh, I think there's Chocolate eight donuts, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I had one here. Mm-hmm. And they took them home. And I think I had one last night. And the first thing I did this morning, as soon as I got out of bed, I had it to, I had, even before you I started making the, the coffee, yeah, sure. I had a chocolate donut. Oh, then I had another one. Okay. And I throw them away because I figured if I throw them away, there were like three what left. If someone else wants one. If I throw them away, That's I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, uh, you know, lured into having a third. We've all done that, haven't we? So there's no more donuts then, huh? No, there's no more donuts. What if someone else wanted one? Well, that's just the way that I roll. <laughs> that's just the way the cookie that's crumbles. Just the way the donut was, crumbles. That's just yeah, the way okay, it, was, it was going to be. You know, there's plenty of opportunity if someone you know wanted one of those donuts. There's plenty of opportunity to they grab have to eat one the of donut those. on your schedule. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, they had to Who go. Does that? They had to go, Mo. I still say the <laughs> there best. were three left, and I would have eaten. I would have eaten. Th- I would have had them. five donuts before noon. Hours. Oh my god. My favorite Endemans product is still that crumb cake, the crumb coffee cake. Oh, uh, yummy. Oh, yeah. we grew up. That was a special day when that would appear in the that's house. That's right. Oh, oh yes, that chocolate, yes, yes. that waxy chocolate donut. <laughs> that's the It's best. not really chocolate, but it's something. I don't know well, what it is, but it's right. tasty, and thanks to Beambo. Anytime you want to drop, uh, you know, remember the time they came in, they dropped off about 400 of those individually yeah. wrapped donuts? Oh, that yeah. was a good time, too. <laughs> nice people. That's better. That way Jim won't throw away the rest. <laughs> I think I ate about 200 of them. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.
Phillips file for a uh, Wednesday later in the program. We'll talk with Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. As a matter of fact, he will be in studio usually. <gasps> we talk to him on the phone. He's going to stick around. He will be part of Shot Doctor Casting Call. Totally fun. <clears throat> Which should be interesting later in the program, of course, the five-minute professor. So there you go. Oh. Wednesdays and Thursdays are always busy around here. Mondays are busy. And then Tuesdays are kind of busy, too. It's amazing what you do when you jam five shows into four. Correct, Amundo. Uh, that's it. Time flies. This year is flying by. So Mo, she uh, <laughs> is cooking dinner for her right. husband last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoop. Good. Like it ought to be, like in the fifties. Well, you know, <laughs> her husband is—he's—he's he's a delicate flower, as hey, Mo would like to say. That's what I yes. call him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we all, you know, he throws food out. It's not expired. You know, if it's anywhere near expired, yeah. you know, if it's perfect. within a week of being expired, on the good side, he's got a can of spaghetti. Oh, you know. For, <laughs> yeah, he won't eat that. Canned food is like just put that on there, so people will throw it away, so they'll buy a new can. Probably right. But anyway, well, there's so, some uh, things that I've discovered. Those got one of these services that delivers, you know, food it's and the menu kit, and the yeah, whatever. That's right, a recipe, and they give you everything in a little box. So this and... one came in a little late the other day, mm-hmm. in the in the cooler. It comes in a cardboard box, and then it's got you know the protein, the the chicken, the beef, the pork, whatever it is, underneath you know a separate layer, and supposedly it's got those ice uh, packs under there, right? right. So the ice packs had melted. I love the service. So let's just start with that. All right, we don't need a name. No, but I'm anyway, not so was so they melted. Well, but it, was the water warm or was it cool? Was it? It had been on the truck for 15 hours in the hot Florida truck. So I thought, you know what, I, I thought it was probably going to be fine. So, you know, I, I opened the box and I took out the bags of stuff and I opened the very bottom of the bag and saw that it was wet. You know, it had sort of started. Thawing out. And uh, you know who said, I'm not eating that. (laughs) So he said, I'm not eating that. I said, what do you mean you're not eating it? And I called to see where it was because it's supposed to be delivered at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or 4. You know, so I get home. He gets home at 6.30. I get home at 7.30. Still no food. I call at 8 o'clock. Like, where's the food? Because I had gotten it from the delivery service. I tracked the package and all that. Anyway, it doesn't show up till 9.30 p.m. I've already done other things for dinner. And now I've got these three boxes of food that he looks at me and says, I'm not eating that. Because, you know, I'm not eating chicken that's been on a hot Florida truck for 15 hours. Sorry. Nope. So I, you know, I I called the company and I said, my husband's not eating that. Well, anyway, this food comes in at night. What'd you do with it? You put it in the fridge? What'd you do with it? I put it outside in the fridge, yeah. So, all right. So, I mean, you felt the packages, and to you, it's all right. It's I would not have, yeah, it's warm. Fine. No, it's fine. You know, it's not like, okay, they delivered, uh, you know, tuna fish salad or something. That or had been macaroni in, salad. In mayonnaise. No, yeah, it's, uh-uh. a, it's a meat product. Right. And he said, nope. It's veggies. Yeah, meat and he vegetables. Says, nope, and, I'm not eating that. Oh, uh, nope. <laughs> nope. You know, so, you know, I called the company, and they, they do stand behind their stuff, and they said, I'm so sorry it was already thought out or whatever. And, you know, so they, they we, we, it worked out fine. Um, but I I decided last night when I got home to make one of the meals. I talked to her before this. I go ahead and cook it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead and cook See it. See what happens. Don't tell them. What? That it's the food that was delivered. Can you day. describe uh, what, what meal was it? Like, what? It was the beef of, I got a beef and chicken and a pork, I think. It was a Korean dish. It was a Korean, yeah, a Korean comfort food. Look yummy. 
Yeah, bip bop or bim bam boom or something. I don't know what it's called. Anyway. <laughs> I, like bim bam bam batoni or something. No, bim bap or something. Bim bam bap or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, bim bam bop. Or something. That's what it was. Yeah. I don't know. It's a Korean. Sounds like a Batman episode. I got, you know, I, I looked it up. I kept the recipes and I told them I kept the recipes. I'm going to make oh, it. Oh. I'm going to keep it. I'm yeah. going to make it anyway. Looks like a great recipe. I'm going to make it anyway. I, we've actually looked at our recipes from a year ago and said, this was a great meal because I write little notes. On I'll all. use what we got in the freezer. Yeah. We got, you know, I could shop in my freezer from Costco. You know, it's like, please, I have everything I possibly need. So I make the food and um, we both, you know, I put it. In, in like, it was an Asian dish, so I put it in an Asian bowl. I had chopsticks. I had sriracha. I had, you know, I mean, I really just made it, like, very appetizing to look at. And, and it was delicious to taste it. This is food he didn't want to eat. It, well, he, we both ate every morsel of every bite of that meal. And then I said... That was the meal from last night's box. Ooh. Did he throw up? No, he didn't throw up. Head to the, He's fine. Head to the can? I, <laughs> when, at what point did you tell him? Like when he finished the last bite? No. Yeah. Why hopefully. didn't you wait a couple hours at least make sure everything settles? <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he was fine. So, you know, I think his, he, he's afraid of having a, a icky constitution, you know, a, a fragile constitution. But he, he was fine. Yeah. There you go. He's fine. We both ate it. We were both fine. I knew I'd be fine. You know, I have a different boundary than he has, you know, as to what's acceptable to eat and what's what's throw away, what throw awayable. I don't throw stuff out. So anyway, yeah, he ate. He was fine. So I feel like I should have, you know, it was it was kind of a bamboozle, but I did it anyway. And and he ate it and it, he was healthy as a horse. Fine. Yeah. There you, you know? go. So it may not have been, you know, if it was up to him, he would have taken that entire big cardboard and all of the ingredients, and put it right out with today's trash oh, can. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, I feel just... wasteful. How wasteful. Yeah. Right? But then I don't want to make my family sick, so I, you know, I'm sort of torn between wasting food and poisoning my family. You know, so I didn't want to feel like I was poisoning him. Um, I sort of thought it was fine, but I don't know. I, I was fine. You like that movie, Double Indemnity. What was that? I never saw that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened there? Oh, yeah, G. Yeah. Robinson. Mm. He's an insurance actuary. Yes. Or an insurance fraud investigator or something. <laughs> Edward G. Robinson. All right. Usually shows up as gangsters. Yeah, yeah, I know who Edward G. Robinson is. Yeah. Well, anyway, so what? He killed somebody with eating yeah, bad food? Yeah, double indemnity. It's, oh. I think, Barbara Stanwyck and uh, not Ray Milan. I think it's Fred McMurray. Okay. So they're, they're, they're trying to get uh, through this uh, insurance scam. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he poisoned her or what. <laughs> somebody got killed. I don't know. Well, all I know is he, 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 I didn't kill anybody. Maybe they got thrown from a train. Fine. I don't remember. He's fine. We're all fine. In the Moira household, we're all fine. Yeah, okay. We ate the food. It was thawed out, but it wasn't past the point of no return. You have your own chopsticks, or you save them from the Chinese food No, no, food I, have my, place. I have whole sets of chopsticks. Beautiful chopsticks. Tremendous you know, chopsticks tremendous. from China. They're bigly beautiful. And so, yeah, we, you know, I, I made sure it looked pretty. Did you have snow peas in it? It didn't. No, it had... Um, Water chestnuts? No, it's... <laughs> no! And no, noodles? No. Huh? You have some noodles in there? There were no noodles. We're Soy not... sauce? No, it had rice. Mm. What kind of food is this? It's Korean. Yeah. It was a Korean. Kimchi? No, it didn't have kimchi. I All guess you right. can make it with kimchi. It had a lot of different vegetables. All right. And it had All beef. Right. And it was served on Snow a bed, on a bed of rice. Uh, no. It had ginger and garlic and mushrooms. And it was fantastic. Sounds lovely. And we are not poisoned. And we're still here to talk about it.
So I still have a chicken Use dish. Is that garlic that comes out of the jar? Or do you no, use they, send, your own... they send you two cloves and you mince it. Yeah. They send you two whole cloves, not already minced. Don't use that, uh, don't use that garlic out of the jar. I have a big thing in my fridge. Uh, in the oil? Yeah. Mm. No? Yeah, fresh I don't know when it was better. chopped. That's a problem, yeah. Sits on that oil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that. But anyway, yeah. I was. I, it was sort of a science experiment at my house yesterday, and I was afraid that he would be either poisoned or mad at me. But he was neither. <laughs> he wasn't poisoned, and he wasn't mad at me. Hey, there he you was, go. He's was, toughening, yeah. toughening up a little, yeah. Or maybe he's softening up. Well, what does that mean? If he wasn't mad at you. After mad. you betrayed him. I didn't betray yeah, him. How dare you betray him? A little bit. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Pulled you the know. wool over his eyes. You betrayed Fine. his love. Now, every oh. time he, you make something, he's going to wonder where this is. I got this out of the Where'd dumpster. Where'd this come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. I got it out of the yeah. dumpster, yeah. honey. Yeah, trying to poison me. Diver. I did. Yeah. No, no, no. Trying to poison I me. I don't want to poison anyone. Poison Mo. Nope. Nope. I know you call me typhoid, Mo, but I'm I like not, what I got not from the back uh, dumpster from Low Mains. Yeah. <laughs> I think you really like this. Uh-huh. It looks it's fine not poison. to me. Here, let me, uh, let me, me. pour it out of the styrofoam. And <laughs> looks fine to me. Try this. No, I smelled it. <laughs> I, you know, I cooked it perfectly. It was. Did you it. smell it before you cooked it? No. To see, you know. I know people do. They say if it turns, you'll smell it, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, if I had gotten a fish, if I had gotten a fish meal, you know, like a shrimp thing. I may have been more inclined to throw it out. I agree with you. If it was just I agree with room you. temp, nah, goodbye. Yeah. That Shrimp. Yeah. But this was It's going bad before uh, a piece of, piece of steak, right? kind of like Hamburg. It was fine. I'm seriously, I, you know, and I'm not even sure about the shrimp story. What do you have for dessert? <laughs> what do you care what I have like for dessert? Like a tortoni or something? No, you know, you uh, mix it, it was up a, a Korean bit? meal. I'm not going to have tortoni. What's a Korean dessert? I don't know. I, I don't know. Mango and sticky rice. <laughs> Maybe. No, I mean, is that right? Is yeah, that a it's thing? delicious. Mango and sticky rice. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Yes. Like, does it come in a like a candy? No, what does it's it come like, like it's like sticky rice on a plate, and then it's got mango on top. That of sounds it sounds good. It That's is good. Kind of good, yeah. Jeez, mm. really sounds good. There's a restaurant in town that serves it. All right, which fine. one? Over on Kareen? Uh, uh no, on uh, Mills. Oh yeah, in that no, area, the you know Asian that area. Place. Uh huh. Not in the Vietnam town, further down. Is it a place that serves lots of different kinds of stuff? Here's my prediction. It's all Asian. There will soon be a not a war. I use that metaphorically between yeah. uh, Vietnam town and uh, and San Juan town. I think there's going to be a collision of cultures. Ooh, really? Yeah, I like them both. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, I do, I think there's going to be a collision of cultures. I think uh, mm-hmm. San Juan town is moving more westward towards downtown. No way. Yes. Oh. I'm telling you right now, it's coming. And it's going to be exciting. Where are they coming from? <laughs> wait, <laughs> like, I'm excited. Wait, like West Side Story? From, from, from the 436 East Orange County, and yeah. they're moving westward. Mm. So they're going to. Come and butt heads with like v- little Vietnam over there. Mm-hmm. Na, 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 it's going to be the mm-hmm. the battle of spring rolls versus uh, uh, burritos. Yeah. What do they call no. those Puerto Rican fat balls? Flautas. Oh, what? I don't know what Puerto Rican fat balls. Yeah, there's a fat. There's a. It's oh, like a fat, a fat ball. ball. Ooh, Absolutely drop dead delicious. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. 
And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. Yeah, we'll get through this, and uh, Scott Maxwell, he's out in the green room. We'll get his took us in here, talk to him in studio, and then he's going to stick around to help with a shot doctor casting call. He wants to, uh, you know, he's getting out an acting career because this plays in with <laughs> his uh, daughter. Yeah, yes, sure. he's, a, he's a bona fide actor. All right, uh, regular round of closers to the pin. I'm playing against uh, Dennis Howard as the backup. Oh. I will take, uh, take my Cheetos and go to the soundproof booth. What's the prize? Oh, Pinkman? All right. We have a pair of tickets to see Jim Jeffries, the Night Talker Tour at Hard Rock Live on Friday, October 12th. You can go to realradio.fm keyword tickets for more info on those. Thank you very much, Mr. Pinkman. Let's welcome yeah. Dennis to the program. Hello, Dennis. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, not much, although I learned about 10 minutes ago that this Saturday is the Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive by the letter carriers where everyone is asked to put non perishable food by their mailbox by 9 a.m. on Saturday morning and letter carriers will collect that food. Nice. All right. So wrote a special category. Time to stamp out hunger. The letter carriers annual food drive is this Saturday. Five questions about that. Are you ready to go, Dennis? I live in the state of readiness. Excellent. Let's (laughs) reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. This year will mark how many years that the National Association of Letter Carriers has been collecting food for the hungry? 42. Hunger affects about how many million people around the country? Uh, 300,000. The Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive is the country's largest single-day food drive. It is held annually on the second Saturday in May in approximately how many thousand cities and towns? 200. How many letter carriers collect the food donations left and distribute them to local food agencies? Uh, 100,000. The drive set a record two years ago with how many million pounds of food collected nationwide? 46. Time. All right, let's put you on hold. Let's bring Jim back in for his shot at the same five questions. Oh, boy. Again. Again. If you don't have the bag, you can just use a shopping bag, put some non-perishable food items in it, put it by your mailbox on Saturday morning Mm -hmm. before 9 a.m. Is this the one they do with Family Circus? Some yes, yes. Isn't this the one where I they think give you the bag with family circus? They do, but if you don't have a bag, you can use a regular shopping bag. Okay. That'll work as well. Right. Jim, we're talking about the letter carrier food drive. Okay. Which is this Saturday. Coming up. Mm-hmm. Coming up. Thanks to uh an email I had reminding me about it. We commit came up with this category during the commercial break. Great. Time to stamp out hunger. All right. Letter carrier's annual food drive this Saturday. Ready to go? Sure. Okay, gonna reset the clock for you and begin in three. Two, one. This year will mark how many years that the National Association of Letter Carriers has been collecting food for the hungry? Hunger affects how many million people around the country? 25 million. The Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive is the country's largest single-day food drive. It is held annually on the second Saturday in May in approximately how many thousand cities and towns? Uh, 10,000. How many letter carriers collect the food donations left and distribute them to local food agencies? 35,000. This drive is set to re- 
Uh, this drive set a record two years ago yeah. with how many million pounds of food collected nationwide? 28 million. What do you think about that? Oh, you're fast. Boy. You're fast. I'm adding five seconds, even sure, though I flood. And you're still doing okay. You're playing against Dennis, sir. Bring it on. Don't forget, get some non-perishable food items. Put them out this Saturday. And the uh, letter carriers have been doing this for how many years? Dennis said. Oh, um, let's see. I got to put my glasses on to read my own handwriting. Uh-huh. 42. Ooh. How many? Years. 42 years. 42. And Jim said. 30. The answer, 26 years. Jim gets the point. Hunger affects how many million people around the country? Dennis said. 300,000. How many million people? He said 300,000. Okay. Jim said. 25 million. The answer is 50 million. Jim gets the point. Okie dokie. Stamp out Hunger Food Drive. They always do it the second Saturday in May. Yeah. And about how many thousand cities and towns in the country? Dennis said. 200,000. 200,000. 200,000. Jim said. 10,000. On the money. 10,000 cities and towns, oh, double oh, points Nelly. for Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's for nothing. Ah, you're going down. How many letter carriers take part in this nationwide? J- Dennis said. 100,000. Jim. 35K. Oh, the answer, 212,000. Oh. on the board. Dennis is on the board. Okay, He's coming Dennis. back. Four to one. Yeah, two years ago, they, they set the record for how many million pounds of food Watch collected this. nationwide. Dennis said. 46 million. Jim. Uh, 28. The answer? 80.1 wow. million pounds Dennis of food. It, but not Dennis enough. gets a point. Jim wins the game. Sorry about that, Dennis. And uh, be sure to, uh, you know, donate there some go. canned yeah. goods, whatever you got. Okay? No fresh foods or anything like that. It's a great way to help stamp out hunger in uh, the United States. And thanks for playing closest to the pin. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will win my What's my win-loss record now? Oh, boy, you have catapulted into the lead. Mm. 47 wins, 20 losses. Only 20 losses since the beginning of the year. That's true. Wowee. I'm telling you. <laughs> wow. Jim, if anyone wants more <laughs> details on it, you go online to stampouthungerfooddrive.us. Yeah. Oh, he's got a can of something sitting out in the cupboard. Yeah, I something do. that the wife bought that I don't want. Mm-hmm. Don't you have to ask before you throw it to palm? No, no, no. Hearts of Palm. I like Hearts of Palm. I like Hearts of Palm, too. Absolutely no nutritional value whatsoever. Eh, But they taste good. Yeah, sure. Nice to munch on. Can of chickpeas. Artichoke hearts. I like all of those things. Yeah, okay. What else you got? Can of beets. I do. Got a can of beets in there. I got a jar, not a can. Mm. All right. Is a glass jar okay to give to? Pickled beets. I think so. Yep. All right. How about uh, some of those Lasur peas, the soft ones? Oh, that's in the that's in the silver can. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, like those? Sure. I do. Not nah. so much. No, I don't care for those. Um, can on niblets. Corn, you mean? Can corn? Yeah. Well, oh, that's corn. a good time. That's high a- in sodium, but a good time. Mm. It doesn't mm. have to be high in sodium. You get the low sodium, then it tastes like ass. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd like to wrong. just say I've never tasted ass, but uh, oh, I can't. Whatever. Whatever works for you. No huh? intention to. Thank you very much. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Conversation with Scott Maxwell right around the corner. Time for the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Twins born on Star Wars Day were named after Luke and Leia. Hopefully they don't get separated and then find out their dad is evil. Spoiler alert. Next, a woman in St. Petersburg, Florida has been arrested for calling 911 for beer. Sometimes you just need some emergency beer. Leave her alone. Finally, 
three men are behind bars after attempting to loot a home in Canada and fleeing on canoes. Oh yeah I tell ya nothing quite like a good OLE high-speed Canadian canoe chase. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app, Alexa Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From the... of the uh, Phillips File every Wednesday at this time. We talk to Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sun- Sentinel. A little bit different today because Mr. Maxwell is in studio with us. And by the way, he will uh, stick around because he will participate in Shock Doctor Casting Call at 6. we got a good one. He looks you know, a little scared. Have you seen the script? <laughs> I haven't seen anything. No. You, have, you have no idea? No, sir. You got some work, son, cut out for you during the commercial break towards the top of the hour. We're going to have to do some rehearsing. As long as there's no accent involved. Oh, <laughs> there is. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think Jack would do anything to make me look silly intentionally. Not me. He no, has nothing to do him. with this. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Jim picks it. Mr. Pinkman was in charge of getting you your script. The only oh, thing thanks, you have Pinky. to worry about is being better than the shot doctor, which shouldn't be too difficult. I think if I get the first line out, I'll... Uh... <laughs> And besides, as, as I know you said... You I don't I, have the first line, let me tell oh, you that. A, yeah, but I'm yeah. now, as you mentioned, I'm a professional thespian now, Jim. I, ju- I just finished a run of uh, critically acclaimed... Acclaimed? Oh, 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 oh you're just as good as a shot. You're something like that on stage, did you? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah. Critically acclaimed That's how you performances with your daughter. Yes, yeah, so the, at the Breakthrough Theater, uh, sold out all... 38 to 40 seats were sold out <laughs> nice uh, for every performance. Mm-hmm. And so. you uh, you played uh, what role? Was, the teacher. Uh, teacher was the name of the uh, He didn't role. even have a name. It was just and did teacher. You, that is uh, correct. This, you had no singing, is that correct? I was rapping, Jim. Oh, even better Would you like singing. to give us a little? <laughs> I absolutely would not. And uh, oh, I will tell on. you, I think I told you beforehand that my son 
who's a teenager, right. was only going to go under uh, threat Dress. of punishment. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we did threaten him with punishments and made yeah. him go. And my wife told me that when I came on stage and began doing my piece, that he put his shirt over his head. Oh, no. He was just so <laughs> For the entirety of... Uh, Are you rapping? Oh, no. Yeah. You're and I, I was really tempted to go, you know, wiggity, wiggity, wiggity uh, Chase, uh, shout out to you, but uh, I no. left him alone. Well, you know, it could have done that. And I'd like to welcome on stage my son. <laughs> yeah. going to. Yeah. He, sa- he says, I'm going to sit in the last row. And I said, well, good luck. The last row is three rows behind the first row. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a small it. theater. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Well, let's get to the uh, heart of the middle. Let's get to some things. Uh, you had a tweet about Pam. Pam Bondi earlier this afternoon. Mm. What's going on with Pam Bondi, the current state attorney general for Florida? Yes, I actually started writing this item this morning, and I typed the words, give Pam Bondi credit. And I realized, I don't think I've ever typed those five words before. No, yeah, (laughs) maybe something, give Pam Bondi something else. But uh, that is because, as you know, uh, the NRA has sued the state of Florida charging that the gun laws, which were really pretty minimalistic that they passed after Parkland, are unconstitutional, specifically the notion that uh, the NRA doesn't think that uh, raising the gun limits to 21 is constitutional. So the NRA is allowed to sue. Anybody's allowed to sue. But what the NRA has done is it claims it has victims. You know, you have to have standing in a case to claim that you are, that something's unconstitutional. So these are victims, presumably 19 years old, except the NRA doesn't want to say who they are. They want them to be secret victims. Can Can they do that? Well, that's what this I is mean, about. They say this in their in their brief or whatever you call yes. it as they as they sue. We have unidentified victims who I read them this morning, Jim. One <laughs> one is Jane Doe and the other one is John Doe, oh. and they say they have been terribly affected uh, by this law, but they do not want to say who they are for fear of uh, backlash. Now there are rare occasions, as you may know, where people don't have to say who they are, but that's for victim. That's like rape. Or it's for child molestation. Child. Yeah. Or it's, it, it's not someone who wants to uh, challenge a state law. And the whole reason that courts is held in the open to begin with is because you have to, if you're going to claim you've been victimized, then the public deserves to, to be able to vet your claims. And how the hell could you vet the claims if you don't know who you're talking about? So to her credit, Pam Bondi and the attorney general's office have said, no, if you if you want to claim, you got to you got to put a name on this. And, and one of the points I'm making is that the NRA has a record of making things up. And uh, one of the best examples involves one of your friends, Don Esslinger. Yeah. Back when they were trying to push open carry, which, by the way, I don't even necessarily have a big problem with, which makes me different from some other gun control folks. But when they were trying to push gun... And open carry again as well. What is, what is open, open carry? Open carry basically just means you can carry your gun without it being concealed. Right, we okay. have concealed carry. You can you can put it right on your Correct. Uh, oh. on, on your holster, on your belt, walk into Walmart or anywhere else. And I know a lot of people freak out about it, particularly the tourism industry. The reality is more than 40 other states have open carry. I mean, it doesn't turn into the wild, wild west when people have it. And you could even make an argument that if some nuts got a gun, I'd like to see that he's right, got it. But, right, but, right. but regardless, back when they were trying to push for open carry, Marion Hammer, who you I know she's one of your favorites mm-hmm. in the state, she went to the, before the legislature and claimed that the reason we needed to make open carry legalized was because people all over the state of Florida had their guns hidden and gusts of wind would come whipping up and blow their jacket back and all of a sudden expose their gun and then the cops would rush in and arrest them. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, and so that all the time. Right. And so they'd go tell this to these dunderheads in Tallahassee who kiss her ring and her ass and uh, they'd go, oh, thanks, Marion Hammer. We need to pass a new law. And finally, a few folks like Don Essling or his sheriff said, 
Yeah, it's just a, it's a booba mice, as Mo that would is say. A booba mice, That's a, yeah. And so he said, I don't believe her. And I got her on the phone and I said, Marion Hammer, you, you, you made this uh, case before the legislature. Yeah. You said numerous times this has happened. I'd like you to give me one of the examples. And she said, oh, I've got lots of them. I said, that's wonderful. Then it should be no problem for you to give me one of them. And she said, well, I don't have it handy. And I said, I will wait as long as it takes for you to go Stop. through public records and send one, show me one time someone was arrested for criminal gusts of wind. Right. And there wasn't one. Of course. Which exactly. is what Don Esslinger said. And that's my point is... Uh, this is why we don't let people make claims about victimhood without saying who they are. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's a story in the paper today about, uh, I guess, the county commission unanimous, has right. unanimously voted to uh, uh, cough up or pledge at least $3 million to lure the Special Olympics to Orange County. I have no problem with that, spending some money for the Special Olympics. It's not a, a for-profit organization. It's it's a great organization. But also they're pledging uh, money to go to lure WrestleMania back to Orlando. What's the deal with that? Does yeah. WrestleMania really need uh, special some special funding from Orange County? WrestleMania is going to come to... Re it's The market will bear... WrestleMania will decide on its own, or the WWE, don't you think, say... Hey, we're going back to Orlando because we had a great time there last year and we made loads of money. I don't get this. I don't understand, I don't understand this money going to essentially private enterprise. And we've talked about this before. You want to open up a, a dry cleaning store in Pine Hills in unincorporated Orange County. They're not going to give you any money. Nobody's helping you. Nobody's no. helping anybody. And, and, and professional sports is one of the few things where everybody just loses their mind in politics. Correct. And often it's because they want to be center ring. Uh, or or in a skybox at the event doing it. I mean, it's the same way with professional sports team. With no other business, do you get to say, you know what, I've got my workforce, but I don't want to pay for the own building where uh, we work in. And so uh, they, they often get them to cough up the money. I, I get, I can make the case for WrestleMania that it does actually bring people here. Uh, they sometimes pay for sporting events where people don't even actually come here. But let's say they fill the entire Citrus Bowl. And every single person who's coming to WrestleMania mm -hmm. is coming from out of town. That's not happening, by the way. You know, there are some people coming course, from in locals, town. Yeah. But let's sure, say that every single person comes in, and that's 80,000 people that come into town. That would be a big deal in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. That, that'd be a big deal in Durham, North Carolina. In, uh, here in Orlando, we have that twice as many people every single day. If it's worth $3 million to give the WWE for 80,000 one time, mm -hmm. we should be coughing up a billion dollars for Disney, who brings in... And WrestleMania always fills the stadium, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, did they kick in any money for the monster truck shows? I don't think so, other than the operations so I don't, of the I don't situation. understand why all of a sudden, okay, why Wrestle, why WWE and WrestleMania? They got more money than God. I think the they, man family, they right? view this as a marquee event. Worthy of it. But... They probably intentionally packaged it with the Special Olympics, as you just mentioned. Uh, a sweetener, as we call it, to yeah. get it through all at anyway. once. What else is happening with you? Uh, what else? We got? Oh, we are. We got, we, our, we got our governor's race set today. Uh, there were three candidates. Richard Corcoran was one of them, and right. he is no longer in it. And I, I maintain... Why? Why did he drop out? Because Richard Corcoran suffered from the belief that people outside of Tallahassee give a <laughs> quit about who a legislator. Most people, if they were driving down Orange Avenue, they wouldn't recognize Art Richard Corcoran if they no. bumped off the hood of his car, right. of their car. And uh, so he put a bunch of money, spent about $4 million. You may remember one of the things he did was put out a campaign ad about illegal immigrants. 
that basically was meant to tell you the reason we have to stop them, white people, is because they're going to shoot your white daughters in the face. Oh, my God. What? Oh, oh, oh God. If you hadn't seen this no. ad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why he's against sanctuary cities, because illegal immigrants are going to shoot, shoot white people's, particularly their daughters, straight in the face. And there's a there's an immigrant who points a gun right at you, and you go, ah. Well, he, he ran that, spent about $4 million, and he peaked at about 3%. In the polls, yeah. uh, so so he bailed on that. And to his credit, he got out before spending more. But now we have a race uh, between two, two Republicans on the—that's uh, Adam Putnam and Ron DeSantis—and four Democrats. Mm. And I got to tell you, unlike other years, it's still pretty wide open. I, I think a lot of people don't know who they like. We got Gwen Graham, uh, Andrew Gillum, Chris King, and Philip Levine, the mayor out of Miami. I don't think anybody really pays too much attention. Nope. You know, it's always a week or two before. A majority of people pay any attention to anything. They've already we'll, had. Um, we'll be uh, inundated debates, with ads. Though. They've already had debates. They have. That's true. Yeah, but you know, so you got a couple of newspaper reporters, yeah. and uh, you know, some people from the village. You know, you know how that from works. The villages. Yeah, you know yeah. who shows up for these uh, things. The people in the villages are the newspaper. People, well, they're always right? uh, people yeah, in the vi- sure. villages are always looking for something to do. Yes, often yeah, they involve retired. sex, but yes. They work their oh ass God. off, you know, up north or in the Midwest or someplace. They come down here, and they got more time to kill than they don't know. Just, they'll go to anything. They will. Those souped-up golf carts. Have you seen those? Yeah. They customize those things. Spend ten grand on a golf cart over there. Exactly. I saw a, a, a show the other day. It's just passing by, and somebody's trying to save the house where a mob barker, a house that mob barker Escaped had a shootout yeah. at. In the villages? No, it was close to the villages. Ocala or something? So they had a fundraiser, and thousands of people showed up for this thing, and I'm looking at the crowd and saying, they're all, I can tell right now, they're all from the villages. They all have that, that look. You, you could uh, have a fundraiser for, like, the hum- homeless or cent- cerebral palsy, and you get nine people, but uh, for the Ma Barker shoot-up house. I'm going, who gives a crap about Ma Barker's house? And apparently they do. They were... You know, the women in their white pants and the blue hair and the, you know, the tilly right. hats and the whole thing. You know, thing. they don't have bald that blue hair. I mean, they're, they're, it, they're, it's a party out there every night. It's uh, yeah, okay. until about 530. They have yeah. a lot of activities. <laughs> I was going to say, happy hour starts around, you know, noon. But uh, they're out yeah. having their concerts. And, and I think it diff- the concerts, you know, alternate from a different town square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're having a good time. God bless them, you know. It's sort of like being Not on a my cruise cup ship. of tea. I, I wouldn't want to be there. I, square but, dancing. I thought you wanted to do square dancing. No, they did Jim, line I thought dancing. That's one, what they're in. You got one more year, right? I'm here until Seven January. More months. Yeah, so I thought you were heading to the village. Uh, exactly. no, 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 yeah, come yeah, on, Catherine's ready to go. You could you can take her shagging and swing dancing every Catherine year. might be ready to send me to the villages, but uh, no. <laughs> that might extend no, the marriage, actually. No, no, yeah. no, no, exactly. No desire whatsoever. Just get me out of the house. Why don't you go up to the villages and spend a few days up there? Oh, no. Right, the, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to tell you, one of the other things I'm finding interesting and probably going to write about later is I, I'm fascinated with these homeowners association debates. That you, you oh, about always, the birdhouse? Yeah, mean, about the, the lending library? library? Yes, that's, that's the most What's recent What's your take one. on that? In, in Florida, basically, the Homeowners Association wins. I mean, when you move into one of these people places with an yeah. association, uh, they, they, they can take your house if you owe them 10 damn dollars. And some of these people who get on these Homeowners Association board, they live to do that. They would like nothing more that's right. than to do So they have the right to it, but it's just kind of nuts. And we see these things happen. Uh, we've seen them over bird feeders. We've seen them over the color of you can paint your house, whether you can put a garden in the front yard or the back. And this one you may have mm-hmm. talked about, this most recent one, right. is somebody wanted to put one of these little lending libraries. They put it up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's t- it's tiny thing. On their property, out front of their house. Yep, and it's got like, what, 
20 books in it. So, so if you want Carl Hyacinth, whatever, you stop by and you yes. take a book, leave a book. Some people love it. Some of the homeowners don't like it. The Homeowners Association said, you got to move that little uh, library. And they say, we don't want to take it down. So, well, we'll put it on, you know, the Homeowners Association public property or whatever you call it. Just right. move it out there. Not in front of your houses. That we, we, we don't want to do that. Exactly. And, and, then, well, and then everybody digs in. They say, wow, why, why won't you put your... Uh, well, you're lending library and public property. Well, why why would I put my uh, flowers on public property? Why don't I, why don't I have a bench out my garden gnome down there? Because I want it in my own yard. I happen to agree with the homeowners association on this. Well, I, I, I mean, think... when you sign the co- you know, you sign your deed, and there are covenants in there, and it's right there. You can't have this, 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 this. You can't have a fence. You can't have a, a shed in the backyard. You can't have a big satellite. You know what you're getting into. Well, that is probably the point of what I'm writing on Sunday because I've been writing for this newspaper for 20 years, and when you like 20 to... years, yeah, it's, uh, well, actually. Next week, 20 years anniversary. Positive. So, uh, uh, And would you like to know how many homeowners associations debates I've ever weighed into? Uh-uh. Zero. Because Probably of exactly good. what you said. You sign the contract when you get into it. And, and by the way, yeah. nobody else is interested other than the people who live And I there. like the idea of, of, of those little libraries. I made a bunch of them for the Orlando uh, City Foundation so they could put them up in Paramore. I'm not against that. But, you know, after a while, it's like, oh, what else are you going to put up front? But I'll tell you what I do think the takeaway is. Mm. I've been talking to realtors. And more and more, they are getting requests and people say, I want a pool, I want a good school, and don't put me in anywhere near a homeowners association. Because the more of these stories that get out, people don't want to, well, I, I can't paint my, uh, you know, throw yeah. my house, conch, whatever, pearl. or Good. Yeah. That's what I like about it. <laughs> conch shell beige. And, you know, or your fence is too shiny. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, listen. I, I had a guy who built a new shed. And uh, they came after him because the tiles on his shed weren't the same Mediterranean tile that he had on his house. Yeah, you have choices to make. You want to live in a community <laughs> like that or not? And if you, you know, if you want to put up your uh, bird, you know, your birdhouse and your fountains and whatever else, the Azarai in front of your house, you better know what you're getting into. Flagpole, same thing. Oh, well, the, the, the people who have the hundred square foot Confederate flag that that, that gets everybody worked up. <laughs> but, right, what, what's coming uh, up in the next column, and then we're going to get into casting call. Oh, uh, we got we're going to talk about homeowner association on Sunday. So right, I'm going to talk to some pissed off folks. Yeah. Jim, the uh, ad that Scott was talking about, the Richard Corcoran ad, is now posted on our website at oh, realradio.fm. Oh, if you hadn't seen. That. That's, yeah, it's, it's about sanctuary cities. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Let me take a little break. We'll come back. Shot Doctor will be coming down the hallway and join us for Shot Doctor Casting Call with Scott Maxwell next on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From... What kind of You made me miss the slick wicked. And I didn't love you when I did. I believe you played me out like that. for a Wednesday. Shot doctor, you know who that is? Singing. Let me think for one second who that is. Yeah. Patty Page. Patty Page. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think so. Right, the legendary nice and the great Patty Page. No, no, that's, that's incorrect. Who sang at Gross Singers back in 1962. <laughs> Fantastic. The borscht, in the Borscht Belt. That's Boy. right. Uh huh. No. 
Uh, it's time for Shot Doctor Casting. Call Shot Doctor from our sister station. Yes, sir. Amy Winehouse. Correct. The correct answer. Sure. Um, oh. uh, FM ninety six nine. The game. Who's Amy Winehouse? Well, she, she, she ain't doing so hot right now. I don't know. You can't hear. You can't hear anymore. I know. He's deaf. Yeah. What did I just say, Shot Doctor? From FM 96.9 The Game, Orlando Sports Leader, and I really appreciate that. That's right. What was the big sports story today A lot discussion? of Yankee-Red Sox talk about yeah. the rivalry, the game they played last night. I would bet with Jack that before the series is over with, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll clear the dugout. There'll be another fight. Only two more games to do that. I know, but they're coming out. Somebody's going to get beaned. Yeah. I'm okay with that. What? <laughs> with a bean ball? Why would you want that? I'm okay with fighting the Red Sox. That's what makes the rivalry great. Oh, my God. I'm okay with That's this. That's wrong. That's just I wrong. want intimidation. Mm. We to do whatever it takes to win. <laughs> Whether it's a beanball, whatever it's going to be, or a hard slide in the second base, that's how we play the game. That's, what, okay. that's the way Vince Lombardi <laughs> played the game, right? You and George Steinbrenner. Okay, there you go. All right, shot Dr. Casting. Call you know how we work this. Uh, I find a movie, then I take a scene from the movie, and then we have various actors uh, play this out on the uh, on the radio. In this particular case, it's the shot doctor and our good friend Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. He is uh, here because he's got another show that he's going to appear on oh, later this evening. Fancy, uh, and he's agreed to take part in uh, in uh, casting calls. So we have some special effects as well. Yes, you're in charge of that, right, Mister Pinkman? I like to think so. Right, I need everything. I need quiet on the set. All right, is everybody ready? Everybody on their marks. I'm very Got nervous. your marks, okay? All right. Lighting is perfect. Cables are set aside. We have quiet on the set. I need the assistant director and action. Jaman has the only presence I want. Guns. Guns of the name of El Guapo will be hanging on everyone's lips. He will be here, Guapo. <laughs> I think... I think Cut. you will. All right, you got to, come on, come on. This, you, you, you got to work on this now. You've had all damn no, afternoon it. to work on no, this. No, I got this for yes. 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, all right. Scott. All right, hold on. I want the sound effects, and then I want the actors to wait until my signal. <laughs> oh, Let's get the sound God. effects okay. in there. there there's right. a lot of horse snotting going on in the background. There is. <laughs> also, there, that's just that's shot. That's that's a key. <laughs> all right, all right. That's a key to identifying this particular scene out of this particular movie. That's All right, this is very serious business. Mm-hmm. All right. A lot of money has been invested in this production. Scouting. All right. Assistant director and action. <laughs> German has the only presence I want. Guns. Guns of the name of El Guapo will be hanging on everyone's lips. He will be here, Guapo. But I think you will like your other presents, too. I have put many piñatas in the storeroom, each of them filled with little surprises. Many piñatas? Oh, yes, many. Would you say I have a plethora of piñatas? Uh, what? A plethora. Oh, yes. Yes, you have a plethora. Jefe, what is a plethora? Why? Well, you told me I have a plethora. And I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that the person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. Oh, uh, cut. My oh, God, yeah. was I tell whether you guys had an accent. You were trying to do hop sing from Bonanza. I thought you were trying to be Charlie Chan at <laughs> or, one point, Scott. Exactly. I, I think it was like Charlie Chan. I think it, it was beautiful. It was, thank, <laughs> thank you, Jack. My was God, like, was no, I good. The very beginning, he was like, oh, the my God. The, uh, was like, uh, police inspector from Young Frankenstein. I don't know what you guys were doing. Happening. 
because I almost busted out. That was the worst. That was maybe one of the worst. Worst ever. Almost the worst. Scott, I have to tell you, I felt transported. Did you? Yeah. Don't yeah, say we, what. It's, yeah. Okay. That was really Scott, bad. my God. I am El Guapo with a plethora. I don't know who Isn't I am, but I you did. are definitely it's plethora. that. It's not plethora. plethora. It's plethora. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> I think in the scene it might be plethora, but I think this is the first time Uh-oh. in the history of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Every guess is correct. The oh, three amigos. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Somebody oh, tie up those acting. horses, will you? It was the acting. <laughs> People nailed it when you when you step into a character. When you become that character, yeah, you own it, right? I you think it, it connects with your own. Stop it, horse. It's like oh, Equus. That was terrible, <laughs> Jim. I've never been better. That's and this is sure. going to be I, numerous absolute... Jimmy's for Scott Maxwell <laughs> and the shot doctor. I'm absolutely speechless now. I really thought. I thought that was the stinkiest ever. <laughs> not, for, not for nothing. I mean, I, I love you guys, but that I thought was it was the, great. Look, the worst I, I knew that, that the shot doctor would stink, but man, alive, Maxwell. Scott, that was we just... had much hope for you. Much Scott hope. sat down <laughs> to his credit ten minutes ago and said, I, "I can do anything except accents." Yeah, but he's a thespian. He's actually been on stage. He's on the theater. Oh, yeah. I play Sorry. a middle-aged white man every time <laughs> I do anything. That's not exactly oh, a stretch, is it? No, no, that's no. all I got. Would my you repertoire. like? Would you like to rap for us and maybe get no, the taste no, of this? Scene? No, I would not like to come on. You wouldn't. Your ratings will just the needles will <laughs> oh plummet. Oh shot! What a, you know? Jim, I was dynamic, wasn't I? Yeah. Oh, you were something, all right. You you might have been worse than last week. And that was saying something. Jim, I tell you what, I got these accents down pat, don't I? The Spanish accent. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been accent. all these things I've done before. These accents I've got to a T, don't I? It did sound like a German colonel <laughs> having a debate with that uh, the guy who in the Christmas story uh, Chinese uh, restaurant uh, chopping yeah, off yeah, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Not guy. a finger. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, oh. nice try. Okay. You, you don't want to have him switch roles, maybe? Or something? Maybe there's they have to just sort of you think that'll help? No, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, let's try this one more time. All right? Let's yeah. just try it one more time. Do you time. want to switch We're or leave? switch them. roles, all oh, right? Switch. Oh. So when it says shot, that's you, uh, Mr. Maxwell. You know, just switch it around. I th- you know, you got to think, uh, you know, many piñatas. You know, you got to talk to ying, ying, ying. You got to get that way up there. Yeah. I'm from Chihuahua. I know what I mean. All right. See? I all right, ready? Okay, I need sound be, effects. Bring, okay. be worse. bring back those horses. <laughs> okay. Quiet on the set. They're in the corral. Oh, bring the horses and in. And they're Here ready. I apologize to my Spanish and friends in advance. Action. <laughs> German has the only presence I want. Guns. Guns has the name of El Guapo. We'll be... Ha- oh. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> that was uh, he's been stopping uh, himself. Uh, uh, that was uh, you sound like a character from Boys from Brazil. I, <laughs> they're, a German. They're chasing down Doctor Mengele in Ecuador or something. Oh, I, I hate myself right now. Uh, Scott, we, we can do this. Try it again. I want to arrest this. myself for a hate crime. Come on, we can I, do it. I got thirty okay. seconds. Ready Just give me a little bit. Here we go. Where are the hor- where are the horses? <laughs> that was the horse. German has the only presence I want. Guns. Guns under the name of El Guapo will be hanging on everyone's lips. He will be here, Guapo. But I think you would like your other presence too. I put many beautiful piñatas in the storeroom. Are each of them filled with little surprises? Mini piñatas? Oh yes, many. 
Would you say I have a plethora? Oh, that's enough. I can't take it anymore. Oh, my God. I got to tell you, I thought I was hitting my stride right there. What was wrong with that? Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought you did so pretty well that. until you hit the third word, and then it was just <laughs> downhill oh, the, wheel, the wheels came off. <laughs> the bus, yeah. yeah the wheels came off. Of the pinata. Thank you, shot doctor. Can <laughs> <laughs> we do it again? No, no, no. 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 Time. no. I don't think so. I can't. Uh, I can't take any more of it. <laughs> the horse is getting to me. Other than that, nobody else. <laughs> put that horse away, or I'm going to shoot it. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. It, the horse is asking to be shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks for dropping by. You're a good sport. Thank you, Shot Doctor. Good job. Thank you very much. I'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll oh, do boy. That. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. It's time to rise above the fud jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five-minute professor. We're still trying to recover from Shot Doctor casting call, but in the meantime, Oh, let's make contact with the five-minute professor. Greetings and salutations, professor. And to you, Mr. Phillips <laughs> and the fire. You sound French. Yeah, well, you sound a, a, a lot better than they did. <laughs> no, that's oh, All yeah. of them sound French eventually within me. All I right. that's right. Uh, so, we have uh, an exciting topic for this evening, which I'm sure you remember since you assigned it to me last week. Rewilding. That is absolutely correct. I'll tell you what. Points. Thank you. Bonus <laughs> points right there. All right. Because this is the first time you've ever remembered what you've told me to talk about. <laughs> okay, I'll take them. All right. So, uh, some bonus points there. That's awesome. Uh, rewilding. Now, here's what I found out about rewilding. Uh, it, it, is, it is not just giving back to nature. It's not just letting an area go from being settled by humans to being not settled by humans. There is more to it because there's an integral component to rewilding. Uh, the Rewilding Institute, which you can find at rewilding.org, has a jaguar as their logo. Oh. Love that well, here's Well, here's why. The thing which makes rewilding work or the or the, the re actual return to a wild environment work is the introduction of an apex predator. There has to be a predator reintroduced to really make environments work. And it's really an indication as to how much impact predation has in an actual circle of life. Now, much of Africa doesn't have to worry about this because none of the apex predators have been extirpated. But in North America mm -hmm. and in Europe, the apex predators were all killed off because the population was just too dense. So, in particular, a successful rewilding mm -hmm. Yellowstone National Park. The gray wolf. The gray wolf reintroduced in 1995. Oh. Absolutely correct. So I'll give you points for the gray wolf. Uh, and National Geographic's run a couple of stories on this, most recently in May of 2016, because even though they wanted to reintroduce the gray wolf because they wanted to be, they wanted there to be a successful gray wolf population in the Yellowstone area. 
And there are in the wilds of Canada, there are gray wolves, but they were extirpated from Yellowstone and really everywhere in the lower 48. But they were reintroduced and they found that the reintroduction had tremendous impact on a wide variety of animals. Correct. And one of the things that most significantly happened after the last wolf was killed in 1930 is that the elk population continued to grow more or less unchecked. There are some animals in Yellowstone that could prey on elk, black and grizzly bears, but really only a sick elk could they take out. Although a grizzly bear is a significant animal, they're not great hunters. They eat carrion, and uh, if you encounter one and you don't run away faster than it can run, they can do you significant harm, but an elk can run away faster than a grizzly can chase it generally. And as a result, uh, bears don't kill a lot of elk, and cougars, because they're solitary hunters, don't kill a lot of elk. In fact, the primary killer of elk leading up to the reintroduction of the wolves was deep snow. Really? So the, the elk would live longer. They would expand their populations. They wouldn't move around as much in the wintertime. And as a result, they browsed on the, on the willow and the cottonwood and the aspen that grew along the edge of the water, which was super important to the beavers because the beavers needed those trees to be able to grow but because there were so many elk and the elk could just browse wherever the heck they wanted because nobody was going to eat them and it was easier for them not to move around they didn't move around and so the beaver population declined to the point where by 1995 there was only one successful beaver colony in yellowstone yeah, it's the theory, huge area the theory of rewilding rewilding is returning ecological balance and essentially, you return the elk and the deer populations got to be so massive that they ate all the grasses that led to the destruction of other animals in the environment. And, uh, and then these animals also, because there wasn't enough to eat, began to starve. So you had these huge, huge populations of elk and deer that ate everything, then starved. So you return, you return the gray wolf as a predator for the deer and the elk, returned it to a natural balance, which returned the grasses, which returned the, uh, which returned the carrion that fed on the carcasses of those animals or the carcasses left behind by the gray wolf. So other animals were returned to the environment, and there began a natural balance to the point where the beavers came back. The beavers built dams and actually returned rivers to their natural state. And, and more than just the return of the wolf as a predator, mm -hmm. because there's an active predator, elk act differently when there are wolves around than they act when there are not wolves around. And this is a little counterintuitive. They found that elks congregate in larger groups when there isn't a predator, and they break up into smaller groups when there are predator groups around, like the wolves, in the hopes that they won't be encountered that it's easier to find a group of 150 elk than it is to find a group of 10. So as a result, these animals b made smaller footprints. We talk about our carbon footprints. Well, elk also have a footprint about the, the place where they're defoliating or they're keeping trees from not growing. 
And uh, in addition to the reintroduction of the beaver, the beaver population exploding in the last 20 years, uh, in addition to that, also, it kept the coyote population in check. And the coyote population had been eating all of the rodents, so there weren't any rodents. So the animals that eat rodents, like owls and birds of prey, were, had left the area because there wasn't as much prey. And the reintroduction of the wolves reestablished the order of who got to do what. And the uh, coyotes no longer got to suppress the rodent population, so the rodent population rebounded. And this is what natural order is all about. So human beings essentially are the leaders of unnatural order because it's human beings primarily, wouldn't you say, that tip the ba- tip ecological balance. There's ecological well, we, balance until human beings come along. Human beings decided, okay, we don't want gray wolves around because gray wolves attack cattle, and the ranchers are upset about that, so they shoot them, they eradicate them, they get rid of them, and everything gets thrown out of balance. We're the only species of life on the earth that, that dirties its own nest. And that is what we do. We try and make it a place which is more habitable for us. And what that does is that makes it less habitable for everything else, except for rats and pigeons. Stupid human beings. <laughs> so I don't know if I would go us. so far as to say stupid human beings, but our effort to preserve our yeah. lifestyle in a way which is more and more convenient for us. We're in the business of destruction for our own satisfaction. Oh. We are in the business of our own satisfaction, and a part of that is destruction. All right, hold on to that thought. We'll get another minute on rewilding when we return with the Five Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A study in England has found that it's quicker to get cocaine delivered to your door than pizza. Oi, mate, maybe sprinkle some of that on the pizza instead of Parmesan, you will. Next. A school bus driver has been accused of texting and looking up your mama jokes while driving. I mean, how else are you supposed to insult a bus full of orphans? Finally, a spam sculpting event is being held in Hawaii to ward off hurricanes. That's the right idea. If only Mo had done that to ward off the volcanic eruption brother. Aloha. Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File Live blog. Go there to see a dog hiding behind a flower pot at realradio.fm. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. Back to the 5-Minute Professor. We had a short lecture on rewilding. Give me uh, 30 seconds more on this, then we'll get the pop quiz underway. By the way, Scott Maxwell will uh, try another round at acting. He'll act as Fritz. Uh, this afternoon. Prince. I'm here, Prince. Daddy-o. Prince. Well, it's better than Scott trying to say his own name. Yeah. Ask <laughs> your own name. We yeah. don't have to do that in this game, do you? All right, 30 more seconds on rewilding. All right. Um, one of the things that is, uh, <clears throat> that's going on around the world is this rewilding phenomenon. There are two different places in Europe, mm-hmm. one of them in Scandinavia, one of them in Bavaria, where they are attempting rewilding. Uh, and there's also a, a place in, I, I said it's not really a, a, as much of an issue in Africa, but in South America, 
there are some places where they are attempting some rewilding with the introduction of the Jaguar, and that's what the Rewilding Institute is all about. You can find out more if you go to rewilding.org. Uh, one thing which I thought rewilding might have been about yeah. was uh, Elizabeth Taylor's uh, second husband. <laughs> His name was Michael Wilding. Uh-huh. Right. They got married when he was 40 and she was 20. There was, however, no rewilding. <clears throat> A little one. Uh, that's, that's not the one which he married again. I got it. He did, Richard Burton. <laughs> Points. He did, oh, he did move on. To marry, uh, so he left Elizabeth Taylor. This is this is the thing I'm thinking. At one point in time, this guy Michael Wilding, who was an actor, yeah. he thought he could do better than a 25 year old Elizabeth Taylor. No, that's got to be a great life to live, right? Where you say I can do better than Elizabeth Taylor when she was 25. Who did he go after? Ava Gardner? Yeah. It was Marie the Body McDonald. Oh well, who could resist? Uh, apparently hardly anyone. She married seven times. Oh. Um, she did a little rewilding. Yes, yes. <laughs> Points. Good one, Fritz. Oh, hey. <laughs> nice job, Fritz. Come hey. on, let's get this underway. Um, let's go. Ready for the question. Yes. Well, married to Michael Wilding, yep. Elizabeth Taylor starred in what movie with Rock Hudson and James Dean in 1956? Uh, Jack, Rubble Without a Cause. Not Rebel Without and a Cause. The, the other one's Giant and the other... Or Shane. No, or is it Shane. Moira? No, no, it's not Shane. No. That's... Shane. Not Shane. Mm. Giant? He wasn't National that... Velvet. Not National Velvet, although Elizabeth Taylor was in that. Neither Rock Hudson nor James Dean were. Hey, James Dean was only was. in three movies. That's right. I, I'm always confusing Mickey Rooney and James Dean. I'm getting those two confused constantly. You are? Yeah, I know. We uh, don't know. <laughs> no, wait. Yes, you do. Giant. Say it. It's giant. There you go, Pinkman. Yeah, Willie Mays was a giant yeah. and a Met in his lengthy career. What year was Willie Mays inducted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame on his first year of eligibility? What year did Willie Mays get? I know this. Jim, yeah, work Jim, off Jim, 1974. After 1974. Moira, 1987. Before 1987. Here we go. Now we have a range. Yeah, 1980. Before 1980. Fritz, you want to take a shot at it? Fritz. 1977. After 1977. There you go. Come on, Jason. Scott. No. What? Come on. All right, fine. Okay. I'll go with 1978. 1979. Oh! Nice work, Pinkman. Damn it. Well, if Scott didn't blow it. Wesley. Was 17 when Willie Mays was inducted into the Hall of Fame. How old was he when he portrayed Willie Mays Hayes in Major League? What? How old was Jim. Wesley Snipes, Mr. Phillips? Oh, uh, he was uh, 25. He was older than 25. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. <laughs> 28. Uh, what? He's at 28. 28. 28. Younger than 28. Oh, oh this. Mr. Bradshaw. 27. 27 is absolutely. Yeah. Nicely done. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 27 is an impossible hand in cribbage. There's no way to score 27 points. What is the highest possible score in one hand during the show phase of cribbage? What is the highest possible score in one hand of cribbage? Uh, 50 points. 50 points. Uh, smaller than 50. Moira, 36. Smaller than 36. Jack, 26. Higher than 26. Ah, ah, a lot higher. Fritz. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 31. 
Smaller than 31. Oh. Penguin, oh. between 28 and 31. Yeah. What? I thought it was between 26 and 31. Yeah, he, he said you can't score 27. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with points. number. 29. 29 is absolutely yeah. correct. Nicely done. Okay. Personally, I love cribbage. There is a tradition involving a cribbage board in which branch of the U.S. military? There's a tradition. Jim. Mr. Phillips. Jim. Mr. Phillips. Uh, what's the question again? There is a tradition involving a cribbage board in what branch of the U.S. military? Uh, Jim, that's the Navy. It is the yeah, Navy. Wow. Submarine commanders in the Navy... Uh, the oldest commissioned submarine is host to World War II Dick O'Kane's cribbage board. Yeah. Well, Dick O'Kane uh, sure. oh, yeah, right. was a rear admiral who won <laughs> the Medal of Honor <laughs> while commanding the USS Tang. Tang was first marketed as a powder in what year? Jim, 19... Was... Well, I was going to tell you something. 58. Oh, eight. After 1950. I don't think you're far off. Moira, 1960. Before. Hey, Fritz, Fritz, Fritz. (laughs) Actually, you know what? Scott would like to weigh in this time. (laughs) Sorry, he's not here. (laughs) 59. Much better at Fritz than he is at his own name. Yes. Uh, 59. 1959 is at. Hey! Subject to credit. The 1959 film. That one for Best Picture. It was a film that came out in 1959, one in 1960. For Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, and Best Supporting Actor, we're all in what movie? What 1959 film? Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor. Can the give supporting us- actor was oh. Hugh Griffith. So help. Was what? Jack, on the waterfront. Not on the waterfront. The Best Hugh. Director, same movie, yeah. Billy Wyler. There's some like it hot. Not some like it hot. Ooh. I'm close. It's a wilder film. Some like it cold. Give me an actor. Give me an actor. Charlton Heston was best actor. Oh. There we go. Jim, Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur is absolutely correct. That was close. Uh, Wyler's film, actually, he's known as William Wyler, by the way. William Wyler was nominated for Best Picture in 1968 with Barbara Streisand in what movie? Wyler's next film nominated for Best Picture was in 1968 with Barbara Streisand. Jim. Moira. Mr. Phillips. Funny Girl. Funny Girl is correct. Nicely done. Nicely done. Funny Girl also starred Omar Sharif, who was born and died in what country? Jim. Egypt. Egypt is absolutely nice. correct. A record high was set in Egypt of 118 degrees during what month? Jim. Mr. Phillips. January. It is later in the year than January. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> son of a gun. Oh, that's no help. Uh, Moira, June. Earlier in the year than oh, June. Jack. Mr. Bradshaw. March. Later in the year than March. Come on, Scott, come on, Scott. Uh, that's then. It's obviously April. Later, it's <laughs> not. Come on, Pinky. Um, I'm gonna go with May. May the fourth be with you. Oh, right. A record high was set in Egypt of 118 degrees. Now I get it. Not everybody uh, likes 118 degrees. It's not. It's not, it's not fun for everybody. But some do like it hot. It was directed oh. by Billy Wilder. And starred what actresses? There are three correct answers as far as Jim. I'm concerned. Marilyn Monroe. Oh. Marilyn Monroe. 
By the way, Joey Brown was in that movie at the end. Tony Curtis and, and Tony Jack Curtis. Lemon. And I will accept all three of those answers as actresses in some yeah. like it hot. Because they were in drag. Actresses, you dirty dog. Yeah. Uh-huh. We have rewilded right there by getting back to Billy Wilder. Nicely done today. Hey. Oh, come on. You did miss the one question, but that's... Oh, no, no, no. Thanks, A lot of extra points. A lot of extra points. There were a lot of extra points, and that may have saved you. Oh, Gotta get those extra points for Joey Brown. Someone is going to be disappointed. Oh. 88. It's come mode. on. 88. 89. We'll oh, take it. Oh, that's, that's like a B plus. It's basically an A minus. That's yes. the worst. Grade. It's above average. <laughs> You're one point away from an A. Above C's average. To get degrees, Mo. Well, that's what they all say. That's what I'm I tell very, my son. Very disappointed. <laughs> all right, what's coming up next week? Or what are you doing? And then we'll decide on next week. There are a lot of things going on. We have uh, live trivia tomorrow night, right around the corner from where you are now in Maitland at the Silly Grape. Uh, we will be there uh, doing trivia both inside and outside at the Silly Grape. Uh, you can find out more information about that if you go to the 5-Minute Professor Facebook page that lists all of my shows, including my show tomorrow night. On Saturday, since it's not Cinco de Mayo, I will be at the taco place, uh, Waco Taco. <laughs> or that place, yeah. Well, welcome me back. Uh, this coming Saturday, we will be live at Waco Taco on Saturday night. It's attached to Hourglass Brewery in Longwood. And Tuesday nights, as always, we will be at Post Time Lounge and Cafe for half-priced pizza night. Check out 5-Minute Professor on Facebook. Also, check out my YouTube page where I have over 200 videos, several of them interesting. All right, Professor, we're going to leave it up to you to pick a topic, and we'll do this again next Wednesday. We appreciate it. Thank I you very much. Every second of it. Five minute professor on Real Radio 104.1. All right, let's get uh, PPT, person, place, or thing underway. What's the prize, Mr. Pinkman? A four pack of one day tickets to Jazz on the Vineyard Green, live music, wine tasting, and food, all at the Lake Ridge Winery and Vineyards happening May 12th and 13th. There we go. Pat, your first up pick a person, a place, or a thing? We'll go place. A place. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Clue number one, what is this place? This place has about a million people, a mean elevation of 3,400 feet, and it's comprised of 1% water. Ooh. I will give you a clue. It's in North America. Mm. Now, that could be Canada, the United States, Mexico. Yeah, we know North America. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow! Yeah, yeah, I know that. Well, he might not. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'll go with Concord, New Hampshire. For Con- nothing All right, Concord, New Hampshire. That's your final answer. I'm sorry, it's not uh, Concord, New Hampshire. Very specific guess. Though. Jim, here you go. Clue number two: It's yes, rivers it's... and streams provide water for three oceans via its unique triple divide geography. Um, can you give me the first clue again? Please? I certainly can. This place has about a million people. A mean elevation of 3,400 feet, and is comprised of 1% water. I, I'm going to have to go with Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado. That's your final answer? Yeah. No, it's not Denver, Are you Colorado. looking for a city or a state? I'm not saying not anything saying. anymore oh, after okay. your snide remark. No, ah. Robert, here we go. Clue number three. It's where the deer and the antelope play, as well as buffalo, grizzlies, and elk. Um, Yellowstone Park. Yellowstone Park. Yellowstone Park. Yeah. That's your final answer. Okay. Yes. Oh! 
Let me think. I'm trying to think of a clue before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An extra one. Did you say it goes to three oceans? Yes, or I three did. Three something. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it. That's what Brad says. Thanks, Brad. Three oceans. <laughs> so, because it's on the Its con- rivers and streams provide water for three <laughs> oceans via its unique triple divide geography. All right, I got a clue triple for you. Triple divide. How does that? Is it Gulf of America? Mexico and Ocean? No. You're right. I don't know. How do you get to three oceans? I can't do it. Arctic maybe goes up. Here is uh, Wayne. Wayne, clue number four. Uh, The state's motto, Oro y Plata, means gold and silver, and it provided the only North American gem included in the crown jewels of England. Clear things up. I'll give you a clue. Uh, think <laughs> of uh, think of Al Pacino in a, uh, a movie that was set in South Florida. Say hello to my little friend. Oh, is that? Good? Oh, now he's got accent. Now he sounds like he's Mexican. That was an absolutely oh, okay. fantastic Cuban accent. <laughs> oh, whoops. That was. That's a good clue. Uh, I'm giving you a good clue. Miami. No. <laughs> Yes. That's a good one. Good guess. Uh, it's yeah. not Miami. You know, it's not Miami. Starface, no, right. No. With elk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where the deer and the antelope The lovely play? Miami elk. Yeah. Well, then I want to know how that accent ties into it. And a mean elevation of 3,400 feet. Yeah. Here we go, oh, Adam. Oh, Last clue. Yeah. Did you get it? You get the, you I get, get it. Yeah. It is nicknamed the Treasure State, though Joe and Tony know it better as Big Sky Country. Oh, oh now it makes sense. What do you think, Adam? Uh, oh, come on, on dude. Come on. Come on, Ed. You can uh, do it. Montana. Montana. That's your oh, final dude. answer. That's it. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Montana. <laughs> Get it? See? Tony Montana. Yeah. Joe Montana. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Miami. Montana. I'm still trying to figure out the three yeah, oceans. Yeah, I want to know the three Scarface. oceans. Scarface. No. Say hello to my little friend. Oh, stop. Will you please? Scott. <laughs> he was Cuban, really? not Mexican. I got, I got, I'm feeling it now. I'm just an hour late. You uh-huh. still sound kind of German. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so the three oceans, Atlantic, Pacific, and Arctic. What ocean? Ocean's 11. Oh, oh that's Danny Ocean. No. That's, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Ocean. Three oceans. Yeah, Atlantic, no. Pacific, and, and Arctic Ocean. I guess. It must be Arctic. Better not be Mexico, because that don't count. I've never heard of the Arctic. Well, I guess there is the Arctic Ocean. That's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Isn't There's that not that many oceans, right? Yeah. Not the Indian Ocean. No. Maybe it's the Chihuahua. <laughs> oh, here we go. Tequila. Yeah. A plethora. A plethora. A guapo. That was terrible. I know it was. See, this is what happens when you get this kind of acting around me. Ruins me. <laughs> you're gonna all, all your drive home, you're going to be doing your best Mexican accent. Oh, yeah. So you've got Pacific, Atlantic, and Arctic. Mm-hmm. Only when the Hudson Bay is considered an Arctic tributary. There you go. That's what we thought. Of course, all of us. <laughs> all right, we're getting out of here. Good show today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott Maxwell, My for pleasure. dropping by Thank and helping you. us out. We're back tomorrow at 3, Thursday edition of the Phillips File. We'll talk to sports with Pat Clark. We'll talk to uh, Jim Colbert. So what he has planned for Friday, other things as well. We're back tomorrow at 3, right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina and C-Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next tonight. He dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.
night, Penny. Good night, Will. Remember, brush your teeth. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Hey, boys and girls, you can join Dirty Jim at Smoking Blues, Boats, Bikes, and Barbecue. That's happening this very Saturday from 1 to 3 in the 